know who it is. You know what it is. It's the sizzle in the building. The hottest time in the 219. The only place where you can find the livest music, livest entertainment, and the livest information when it comes to sports. You know who's in the building. He's Jay Sizzle. I'm G Sizzle. This is what we do every Saturday night. We give you the livest thing we can give you. That's that's why it says we're all the way live. Always. Always. We're always on time. Always on rhyme. This is the hottest time in the 219. Listen, Jay, today we've got a big show coming up. We've got Coach Bugs, head coach of Westside, calling in. He's going to call in and tell us about a Westside uh, game from earlier today. And we're going to talk about some of the things that went on when we covered the game live. Yeah. We did a live broadcast, simulcast here on WGVE 88.7 FM on Thursday with Gary Westside and East Chicago Central. What a great basketball game for the region that was. Mm-hmm. I tell you, uh, just young Westside team playing really well. And then we saw uh, a future, I don't know if he's going to be a star, but uh, somebody's going to contribute heavily at the next level, um, really came out and, and played really well. That's the reason why East Chicago has been on the winner's side more than the loser side for this season. It was a really exciting game, one that if you weren't there, you missed a thriller because you had young kids playing and they were giving not only their heart, they were giving everything they had, man. Yeah, it was it was a, a well-played ball game, well-coached and well-attended. It was, it, it was what basketball is supposed to be in right here uh, at Gary Westside Leadership Academy right here in Northwest Indiana. Uh, that's the type of representation that you want to have you know you had a great time two schools who were um vibrant um and cheering on for their teams and uh fun was had ball only thing i missed was a bag of popcorn listen it was one of those games if you weren't there for east chicago central if you did not see the performance of dominique murphy 25 11 (laughs) bruh he was all over the place. 25 points for the game. Uh, and he needed all them 25 points. Yeah. Wallace had 17. They were your two leading scorers from East Chicago Central. It just it was one of those games where you thought to yourself, how was Westside going to not win? And then you were like, wait, they, they didn't win. Well, the issue was, as we saw with a young ball club, we know that uh, you got to play – all those quarters. And it wasn't that they weren't giving great effort. They were giving great effort, but I think as we talked about it, and, uh, oh, we have a surprise for the people later on. You didn't you didn't tell them that later. I'll let you, I, I don't want to jump past that. But as we talked about at, at the game was that you saw um, a team get sped up. And um, and we just saw that the young, the young Chargers got, uh, Cajun got sped up a little bit, and that's what happens, you know. And, they, and you start playing East Chicago brand of basketball, and, and they were able to surge back. And and Murphy was just an um, – that was a very dominant uh, performance that we saw out of him. He willed his way um, into the lane, willed those jumpers in from deep, and he was a guy who uh, kept East Chicago in the game and then uh, went on and, and played center field for him and was uh, responsible for – some turnovers late that hurt Westside. Yes, between he and Yah Murray uh, Wallace, there was a lot of basketball in that last quarter. You saw where two dominant guards, combo guards, were able to come in and 
be effective and put their imprint on a game. But kudos to Westside for doing what they had to do. Kudos to Coach Bugs and his staff getting those young men ready. They were ready for the challenge. Yeah. Just couldn't see it through to the end, but that's okay. And we're going to have Coach in, and once he calls in, we're going to talk about it a little bit, what the the transitions were, what the, the mindset was going into this game, and how effective was the game plan. We'll talk to Coach all about that when he calls in about 8.15. About 8.30, we're going to talk about the NFL playoffs. We're going to talk about the AFC and the NFC. The last, we're down to the final four. This is it. It started off with many. Now we're here at four. And so, Jay, we've got to talk about it. We've got some bear situations going on. There are a lot of signings, some things that are happening, not just with the bear, but with everyone around. It's just one of those great times. And also, at 9 o'clock, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to give you a special replay edition of the call we had for Westside and East Chicago we got a whole we got the whole game for you. We call the pregame, the game, and postgame. We're gonna replay that for you right here tonight on WGVE. You it's know, gonna be a great time. This was a classic um ball game. You saw uh, a young team in uh Westside who was playing the more physical brand of basketball. I mean, I tell you, they had they had East Chicago many times in double digit deficits. And you just saw a team that was um, used to winning and who just started surging back. And it was one of those games, the ebb and the flow, of, uh, uh, of a heavyweight battle. It was just shot after shot, every big shot, every big put back. You mm-hmm. saw East Chicago at the end driving home. You saw um, young Mr. Hinton. Uh, for Westside and, and Holmes and, and uh, was that Colin? Was that Collins Cooper? Yeah, Collins a and, of... and, and a lot of those guys who were just really pushing to get it done, and uh, just came up a little short at the end. And, and it was still the game was still in. Um, oh, it was definitely in reach. Yeah, yeah un, un, under a minute to go, it was still in contention. So you know, Julian Holmes had a great game. Reginald Hinton had a great game. As you said, Derek Collins came in and. Gave some great minutes. Number 12, Bryce Cooper did a lot of good work. Anthony Holmes got in foul trouble early. He and Keaton Barnes, but they came in and did their work. And we were impressed with the young man, the sophomore, Tyler Cruz, the center, who's 6'9 center, who came in and did a lot of disruption in that second quarter. Yeah, and and, and you're, I think you're starting to see a young man who's going to grow into his frame. You know, a lot of times you're young like that and, and you're tall like that. Um, it takes a little while for everything to get going. Right. But we know with Coach Bugs and the staff, they're going to put in the work that needs to be put in uh, going into next year. And I think you're going to see a force because that's a team. This is a team ready to be good for the next couple of years because you saw a lot of young people getting um, opportunity to play, which was a big yeah. deal. Even though this is Gary Radio, I still have to give a shout-out, and he's in the region, so I tip our caps to Dominique Murphy. When you have a dominating performance where you're a double-double machine in the region, 25 points, 14 rebounds, he went in and did his thing that whole game. And so shout-out to he and his teammates, their coaching staff, getting them ready to run that stretch. But, Jay, it's a lot to talk about, and it's a lot to really – digest but we haven't even talked about some of the the 
the funk that's going on. We haven't talked about what's going on in sports right now because it's a lot of crazy in sports well, right it's now. It's always, always around um, when you're getting close, especially NBA season, right about this time, everybody gets a little sideways because everybody gets a little jumpy. Mm-hmm. A little antsy in the pantsy, that's what I like to call it. Mm-hmm. And um, they start doing some things, and you, and you don't see them coming, but we know at the beginning, the first third of the season, there's always some scuttlebutt going somewhere. And obviously you see people starting getting blamed for um, performances, let's put it that way. And they're going to find a scapegoat. I think that's what you're seeing all around um, the league about that's what's going on. You know, if you look at what's going on around the league, it's a lot of big news. Jokic had another big night for a win against the 76ers, posting a 26-16-7 game. You've got guys all over the league. Adam Silver gets a re-up, so he will be the commissioner for a while for the w, uh, WNBA. <laughs> he probably will be for the WNBA. He ain't probably use him. Yeah, NBA. Uh, Jalen Brunson drops 32 on the Heat for the Knicks' sixth straight win. And one of the funniest things is, reports last week, Jay said that Bill Belichick was headed to Atlanta. It was a fait complete. He was headed to Atlanta. There was talk that they were going to find a way to trade for Justin Fields and make this thing a contender and make it all a, a great thing. And then all of a sudden, um, yeah, they got another coach you know i mean it's difficult now to take on a 70 year old coach (laughs) i mean Ah. it's just it's just very difficult to take on one now so it's like do you really want to do that uh to take on a 70 year old coach and then how long is he going to say because he's only 15 16 wins away from being the wingest coach in nfl history so is he going to take three seasons to get to 15 wins? And then, because you know he's not coming in for less than five years, and then just you know pack up his uh, his uh, little football and take his little whistle off and and just walk into the sunset. And you know one of the things we'll talk about it later on at the in the 8:30 time slot. Your man, the only coach who's ever won a national championship, has left and is headed to the NFL. That was enough of that. We talked about that. I think we talked about it with JB Stats, but I know we talked about it with Frank the Tank. We discussed, I think that was last week, we discussed the possibility of Jim Harbaugh leaving Michigan, going to the NFL. There was a lot of talk about the wife wanting to be back in California. A lot of back and forth, a lot of wrangling, man. A lot of nice conversation, a lot of dinners and handshakes. And so ultimately, at the end of the day, we find that Jim Harbaugh signs with the Chargers to become the new head coach of the San Diego Chargers. Well, I, well, mean, I, I keep saying San Diego. L.A. Chargers. LA. Well, he's coming LA. into a pretty good situation over there. And um, he'll, he'll be a team that, a team that can play. Um, the problem with Jim Harbaugh is how long – is the, the honey, itch. Is the honeymoon going to be? How long is he going to have the itch? Yeah. And then he's going to say, wait a minute. Well, you know, he, well, the problem <laughs> is, too, I, I don't know if he's going to be able to get back to the NCAA because he's going to have there, – there's going to be a, uh, an NCAA warrant out for him 
uh, if he ever if he comes and graces the NCAA again. You know, I was having a discussion about this before, and, okay. and, and since we have a few minutes, we're waiting for Coach to come on. Um, are we looking it now to see what the alignment of these super conferences? Mm-hmm. Question is question. Are we going to see that the NCAA very possibly might become obsolete by go the way of the dodo bird? Well, here's a question, and I'm going to answer your question with a question. Oh, that's how we do it. Did you see that Coach Sanders has had 11 NCAA violations? But some of the things were so minor and so insignificant. To answer your question, I, I'm sorry, listeners, I, I do that sometimes. To answer your question, at some point, if you have, uh, with the continued NIL money, with the continued growth, and the continued transfer portal that's allowing kids not to make superpowers out of Alabama and Clemson and those traditional schools, I think right now you're going to see if either it's a realignment or everything with the NCAA is going to fall apart. Well, I think what's going to happen, I think you got these super conferences going on and go, hey, you know what? Let's all defect from the NCAA. Mm-hmm. We don't need them anymore. We've got all the money. We've got all the TV money. We've got everything that we possibly need. Mm-hmm. Why do we need to be sanctioned underneath them? You know, we we can we can go and go by the way of uh, the XFL and the, what's the other one? The the uh, USFL, USFL and they yes. merged. Mm-hmm. Why why not take all the major five conferences all step out of the NCAA and merge together and create a new body? Well, isn't that the same thing we talked about with or that Notre Dame has been doing for years? Independent. You just become independent and then you get to dictate what schedule you want to play with. If you want to play powerhouses and logically. It makes sense for a team like Notre Dame that can get the best talent, that has good boosters, that has great facilities. They can pick those harder schedules. Well, the issue is, too, also, right? It's like, okay, what are you really playing for? I mean, because really the NCAA controls the bowls, who's going in, the pick committee. But right now, it doesn't make that doesn't make a difference anymore because now you're going to see, uh, is it going to be an 18 or a 12 team coming up? The new um, – the new, I think it's going to be eight or twelve. I can't remember. Twelve. Yeah. So now, now it's going to be a true national championship, um, and so you don't need the bowls. The bowls are irrelevant anymore. Nobody cares who's in the Cotton Bowl or the Sugar Bowl anymore. Nobody cares about. Did that. you watch any of the bowls this year? Very little. Mm-hmm. Very little. I mean, I watched some football because I wanted to see Oregon, mm-hmm. uh, Texas. I want. I watched that, but beyond, I'm you know I'm turning into the. The Tostitos nacho cheese with jalapeno bowl. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I like to eat that, but mm-hmm. I didn't necessarily turn in to watch it because you have a lot of players who didn't play. If they weren't playing in the top uh, two play-in games, basically to get to the chip, then why risk myself? You saw the one. I think it was one tackle. I, who was he playing for? He was playing offensive line and broke his uh it broke his lower his fibula down there. Um, wait, wait, wasn't that the kid from Michigan? Yeah, something like yeah. that. And so it's like you know it, it's yeah. I don't know if he was it Michigan or the other guy. Well, I know the, the, one of their linemen went out. I can't remember if it was the guard or center. I think it was. I think this was a, on another team. But okay. the issue is, is that if I think I got opportunity to go to the NFL, right? Why risk it? Why risk it? Well, you know, you love your teammates. None of those people are going to pay any money to. 
your family or pay any bills for you. But you do have the opportunity now to get insurance. A lot of these players now get insurance okay, packages. So, so you get a million. There. So you get a million. Well, some of them weren't gonna get a million. What happens if you get to a camp and you get cut? And you get nothing. Yeah, but a lot of times, well, okay, here's the thing about it. If you're getting signed, if you're getting drafted, I'm talking about guys who are going in first, second, third mm-hmm. round. Those guys, usually first, second rounders, usually first, second rounders make ball clubs. Most of the time. You know, third round, you have third and fourth, you have third rounders and those after that who surprise people and make it in. And a lot of times it's because you have teams who have a need but they don't want to pay for the need. Mm-hmm. And so they'll take the next available. And do you have a lot of uh, agents who will tell their guys to opt out of the draft? Sure. 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 Because they get to pick and choose where the need is best, and mm-hmm. they will send their player there. Right. And the team knows it. Mm-hmm. So they'll go, oh, we don't need, we're not, we don't need a, uh, a second safety. Because we've already talked to this agent, and he's going to hold him out of the draft, and we'll end up we'll end up picking him up somewhere down the line. Possibly how the Bears got Tyson Badgett. Well, a lot of that is that yeah. way. I mean, he didn't. Nobody gave him, even though he was, you know, the Heisman Trophy winner for Division Two. Basically, um, he could spend the football, but is he a competent backup? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Is he a guy who's going to break through in the league? That's yet, That's to, be yet seen. to be seen. That's yet to be seen, but he came in and played well enough. Yeah, he did what a backup's supposed to do. Absolutely, and if you want a back, look, there's there's no better job in the NFL than playing backup for 10 or 12, 14 seasons. Mm-hmm. And if he can go through, he, he can make a ton of money. He can probably bank you know, 70 or $80 million in 10 or 12 years playing backup in the league. You know, Chase Daniels was one of the ones who was lobbying to be a quarterback's coach for the Bears, and we'll talk about their new quarterbacks coach in the 830 hour. But here's the thing, Jay. If you can just get in, not turn the ball over, because I want to say, and the listeners can correct me if I'm wrong, you can always reach out to us on any of our social media platforms, leave comments on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. But I believe Chase Daniels is one of the highest paid non-starting quarterbacks in the history of the NFL. Absolutely. It's a great look, it's a great job if you can hold it, number one. And that means because you have to be a coach on the field. You need to know exactly what's going on and to be able to help your um starter prepare. Because mm-hmm. that's what that's that 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 second team guy does. Secondly, you're you're an extra coach. So when you come into the ball game, if you have to now, when you come into the ball game, you get opportunity to sling the pill around a little bit. All you're really doing is advertising for the next ball club who needs a backup. Correct. They're gone are the years where you had the backup sitting behind these starters and you didn't know who it was. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you, you know, look, look at old old football from years ago. You had backups. Yeah, that backup quarterback was sitting on that team five, six, seven years before they got a chance to play. And then you look at the Steve Youngs or the, uh, 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 and, uh, and so many other people like that that sat behind quarterbacks for years. And that was that NFL. But now this NFL is a Janet Jackson NFL. What have you done for me lately? Well, as you see, a lot has changed. A lot is going around. And a lot of 
lot of new things, new faces, new places for a lot of the players out there. It's going to be interesting. I, I And I'll say this, and shout out to my alma mater. I have to give them a real quick shout out. Indiana State is 18-3. and three this year, and that's amazing. So I, I'm going to well, shout them out. And I'm going to tell you what the real impact, I think, with nil money is, is going to be NCAA basketball. Mm. Because mm. one player can make all the difference. Mm-hmm. If you have good players and you get one great one on there, and now and you, people don't realize your contract to play for a school is for one year. They don't have to honor your year. And what I think is getting ready to start happening, a lot of these schools will start going to flip their rosters over. Mm. They're going to say, hey, yeah, you okay, well, you're, you got a scholarship this year, you won't have a scholarship next year. But it used to be if you had that four-year scholarship, wasn't a four-year scholarship, they just renewed your scholarship every year because they know if you didn't renew your scholarship, other players weren't going to keep coming. And the NCAA had stopped players from jumping from one team to another because it made you ineligible, and you and so for some of them, you almost lost a year if you left, if you if you stayed in conference. Well, now that that's probably going to go by the way of uh, the buggy whip, and you're going to be able to play one for one one team uh, in 2024, and it bounce around and maybe play for your rival in 2025. You know, funny enough that you said that. There was a story earlier this week that I listened to on Roland Martin's podcast. Shout out to Roland Martin and what he does, he and his staff at the uh, Black Star Network. But it's an interesting thing when, Jay, have you ever heard of a player who questions a coach for clarity and then gets released from the team? It all depends, but you know, but like any relationship, it doesn't start from that. It started from somewhere else. So anytime somebody gets that might have been the, the, the straw that broke the camel's back, but the camel been bending for a long time. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna set it up for you. First of all, did you know that there are full bowling scholarships yeah, at yeah, the collegiate absolutely. level? Oh, oh okay. Well, no. All right, so those people who don't know, and there might be a couple of people who don't know that there are bowling scholarships out there. So there's a bowler at FAMU, and she was kicked off of the bowling team. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Okay. Here's the kicker. Here's the thing. She was the best bowler, not only at the school, but in their conference. So what happened? The coach said she... There was a study hall, and this is how the whole thing goes kind of wonky. The players said they needed to study before finals. There was a practice session set for a Monday. Players said they had finals and they were going to be, they had to miss. And a part of their contract and a part of their understanding was for academic events, such as finals, players could miss practices well question is right what was this one of those practices that they said they could miss when was the final was the final the next day final was i guess it was the finals week for them so they didn't want to practice for the whole week i don't know if it was for the whole week but i know it was for a day and then at that day 
there was an email sent out by the coach that said, okay, well, since that's the thing, uh, do well on your exams. And I guess other uh, ladies on the team wrote the coach and asked, could the, the practice be rescheduled because of finals? And the star bowler that did the response came in, said she came in, saw the AD. They took her to the side, said she'd been released from the team because of uh, disrespect and uh, I guess violation of team. That's, that's sounds like ethics. a whole bunch. That sounds like a whole bunch of non-reporting going on right there. So then when she walks out the, the gym, I'll say the gym, out the, the alley, out the bowling alley, her teammate said, oh, no, nah, bro. If you let her go, we walking out too. Well, that's a good teammate. So in solidarity, the whole team left. That happens. Well, later on that day, the whole team lost their scholarships. That could happen. And so now there's a question. Here's the thing. You want you ready for the question? Go ahead. Question is, because the initial young lady was released by the, the coach, she gets an opportunity to stay to the end of the year to fulfill her, her scholarship monies for that year. Mm-hmm. The other young ladies, because they walked out on their own, they lost their scholarships. Well, here's the other thing about it, too, now. What? Uh, was was FAMU a perennial bowling uh, power over there in uh, for the ladies? Yeah, I think so. So here's the here's the question. There was a lot of other stuff going on with that. Number one, number two, that type of thing will cause other players, other good bowlers, not to come and bowl at FAMU mm-hmm. because of this situation. But that that wasn't because of the finals. That wasn't because of something else that's been going on or been brewing for a while. And the coach may have thought of, well, this is the ringleader of what's going on. I'm running this team, not you. And so it seems like a lot of that's going on with that. And it looks like the either this players have been um, a little insubordinate at some point in time or the AD – has been disconnected from this situation because this, this situation has been going on. And usually by before something boils over like this, somebody in that program usually gets word up to the AD, hey, there's something's going on, and uh, they'll pull the coach in and say, hey, what, what what's the deal here? Because normally people do not get let go for one incident unless it's one of those really serious things that are going on. I don't think – Hey, coach, we want to go study. Is one of those incidents that we're gonna that we're gonna let everybody in the team go. Well, I can say this for the SWAC West Roundup in 2024, for the tournament roundup, they did come in last with uh, seven losses, no wins. Oh, they weren't that they weren't that swifty anyway. But if you let your whole team go, when the whole team left, if your whole team is gone, well, they were bad. Then yeah, then they'll be bad. I can imagine. I mean, it's, it's, if, you, it's, if the whole team, your starters just left. So, so, so was I, your star? Because, I'm was your, saying starters. I don't. Well, no, they, they, bowling, you ever seen? They well, they got a whole. They got a whole. You bowl like two frames. Okay. I think I forgot what it's called. name it's like Billy Madison bowling or something. It's uh, it's it's a way that you bowl. You don't. You have five members of the team that are bowling at um. They all bowl a game. I forgot what it's called. Baker rules or something like that, and um. 
like you have one, you know, the, the person who bowls the first frame bowls the sixth frame, second, seventh, third, eighth, and so forth and so on. So, um, and usually your best player bowls um, fifth in the fifth spot, the fifth frame, and the tenth frame. So, um, when these type of things happen, apparently this team wasn't that good. So, they weren't practicing that well anyway. So their, their star bowler had what she have a hundred one twenty five average. I mean what, what I mean I don't understand it. this whole situation is going I, on. You know it, it's hard to understand because supposedly this young lady is one of the best in the nation. Um, and again, as I said, I don't know. Oh well, she'll be okay. She she she'll scholarship somewhere. Well, she's already. She, I mean, she's still there. But I'm saying she will pack up her little. She'll finish up this year and pack up her little ditty bag and be gone somewhere else. It's the rest of that crew, though, who um, that scholarship is no longer there. That might not have been the best move if you're not the best bowler on a really bad team. Well, I put it this way. Um, there was a statement released by FAMU's coach, Tiffany Don Sykes, Uh-oh. and she released it on X, formerly known as Twitter, what did Tiff say? on Sh- Shamori Johnson. <laughs> I'm not listening to you, too. I'm not listening to you. And she spoke to why the claim that she lost her scholarship or the scholarship was pulled by Coach Capri Howard when Johnston wanted to be excused to study. To study. That don't make no final sense. Exams. That don't make no sense right there. That just just the mere fact you put you got suspended from the team because you wanted to study. Well, the athletic director said in December of 2023, Howard, Coach Howard, dismissed a student from the bowling team for reasons supported by NCAA bylaws. She wrote, though it's always challenging to see our student athletes dismiss, I support the decision by Coach Howard as a proper procedure where it was taken before the dismissal. Johnson said in an interview with Roland Martin that several bowlers had walked out with her in protest of Howard's decision. Sykes says those athletes will still have their financial aid for the remainder of, course. of the spring of, semester. Of course they're going to have their financial aid. You're not going to dump them out mm-hmm. because that is, you're talking about not only reverberations for your bowling team, but for all your other scholarships. If you're going to let them just get get them put out like that basically and here's the other side of it here's here's my my biggest problem with this whole thing um who's mediating this hmm. who's question. mediating this nonsense question. we can't pull everybody into this room here and find out what because this is not because they everybody wanted to study that might have been that might have been if you leave if you don't come to practice and we know we're going to study it wasn't that. There was something that had gone on, and it was funny in the interview with Roland Martin, that Shamori uh, Johnson was asked, had there been previous run-ins? And she walked around it for oh, a tip-toe, second. tiptoe, tiptoe. She tiptoed around to the point where we got to the situation where the parents had reached out to the coach because of changes that were made or rules that were uh, right, instituted. Right. And so then you have uh, Coach Howard saying, your parents can no longer contact me for any reason. Oh, oh, okay. So, okay, who should have been let go? The question is? You can ask me that question. Question. Uh, coach needs to go. You can't, as a parent, you can't contact me? Then that means there was a whole bunch of stuff going on, a whole bunch of it. You had a situation where young ladies, it was three young ladies in a room 
they only got two beds. And supposedly there were no other rooms available in this hotel. So the coach told the bowlers, work it out. It'll have to work. Bowlers called their mom, dad, parents, guardians. That's not what's supposed to happen. Young ladies got their separate rooms. That's not what's supposed to happen. Number one, if there's two beds in a room, then you go put two teammates in. What should have happened was that coach needed to give up her room. That's right. And put a player in her room. Now, she can't bunk with a player in her room. So if coach had to go down and pull up uh, 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 a uh, blankie on, on downstairs somewhere or come out her pocket, $75, and go down to the that's I mean, the you hotel do get paid by the school, Yeah, right? I mean, you, right, they'll, they'll cover that. You probably have a card, a credit card. You probably have a per diem when you travel on the road. Absolutely, and I guarantee you, I guarantee you when they set up those um, accommodations, coach shit's room was taken care of. So you can't tell, but see, that, that's when you have situations where you have, and I don't know this coach personally, I'm just looking at this from the outside as a person who has done some coaching before. Mm-hmm. It is the synergy of your team. Your team reflects your coach. Correct. Because Correct. the standards that you set are the standards that they uphold. So if if this was going on, right, I'm the coach, and I, you're going to do as I say and not as we do, First things first, I'm going to make sure my team is going to be comfortable before I am. Mm-hmm. So if I had to go down and, and, and snooze in my car or whatever I had to go do, that's what was going to happen. I was going to make sure everybody was bedded down. If that was a case where there were no other rooms anywhere because they got issues and situations going on, the last person who's getting to bed is coach mm-hmm. because my team's got to get ready to go. And my team is going to stand up for me because my coach is going to make sure – See. I know how a team acts. Usually a team will go to bat for their coach because they know their coach is going to do everything possible to make things happen for them. But when you have this head banging going on and when the other girls walked off too, then you knew then that it was more than just mm-hmm. coaching a player. It was coach and her team. And then the mere fact that the parents can't call me anymore, what we do, you just block them? That's how it goes. It was just blocked. But I tell you what, we're going to talk about some blocking. We're going to talk about a lot of football. We're going to talk about a lot of stuff. We're going to go. We're going to give some people some PSAs. We're going to give them some information about where you can get help if you need help. And and seriously, this is a situation, again, where mental health is an issue also. So I hope those young ladies at FAMU are getting the help that they need. But when we come back, from break, we're going to talk about the NFL. We're going to talk about what's going on in the playoffs in the NFC and the AFC. And we're going to talk about a team that stood up for their coach, too, in some kind of way with the Chicago Bears. But just stick around. You'll hear what we're talking about next on The Sizzle here on WGVE 88.7 FM. How to start that conversation with your friend about their mental health. First, make sure you aren't too far away. Closer, closer. Whoa, 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 too close. Now have something open-ended like, you all good? Are you all good? Or is everything okay? Is everything okay? Well done, awkward teenage actor. Actually, no. Thanks for asking. Find out how you can help a friend with their mental health at SeizeTheAwkward.org. Ever hear the one about the frog? Put a frog in a pot of boiling water and it'll jump right out. Here's my resume again. 
but put a frog in a pot of cool water and slowly heat it up, and that frog will boil. It's a lie. But as a metaphor for us and all that we go through as veterans, it's a story that rings true. We make excuses for how we feel. We push everything down. We tell ourselves the lie that it's easier to stay in that boiling water. To disconnect. And some days, maybe, it is. But you've never been interested in easy. Make no mistake, reaching out is hard. Do it anyway. You're not alone. You've got this. You are not a frog. Find resources at va.gov slash reach. You know who it is. You know what it is. It's the sizzle here in the building. Here on WGVE, you're lading, listening to the leading source of the hottest information right here in the 219. Yes, this sir. is the hottest time in the 219 here on 88.7 FM. WGVE, the voice of education here mm-hmm. in the region. Listening. If you don't know, well, and I think there are a couple of my chapter brothers who don't know. They don't know. There is... Football palooza going on. <laughs> now, let's talk about a couple of things here, sir, right yeah. quick. Can, can, we, can we talk about something? Okay. All, right. All right. So this is NFC, AFC championship weekend, right? Right. Now, the first game, if I understand, kicks off at about 2 o'clock. Am I right about that? 2 p.m. tomorrow. And then the second game kicks off around 5.30-ish? 5.30 p.m. Right. So, there's a golden rule that goes around. This is the day you don't plan weddings on. Yes, sir. Never. You never plan weddings on championship weekend. No. Never. Right? You don't play it. You don't plan wedding. You can get away with with the NCAA, but definitely in the NFL. Right. You can get away with it in the tournament, but when it comes to the league, and let me say it this way, Jay. Yeah. There were many. Well. And there now are few. There was a time, well, Jay, well, that at the beginning of this thing, well, there was there was a long list, a mm-hmm. litany of teams who were vying for position, well, getting themselves right, not just with the Lord, but with the field also. But right now, there were many. But now, brother, there are few. Preach. Let me tell you something. It's the Fantastic Four. It's the final four. This is the final countdown, my well, friend. And so now on the final countdown, yes, when sir. the two teams are on the launch pad. Yes, sir. All right. Uh there should be a moratorium <laughs> <laughs> on Don't do people who for whatever reason decide that we must come together <laughs> and, break, the bylaws, and, right. and break bread. On this particular day. Mm -hmm. And we need to have many conversations about many important things. I'm not saying any of these things are not important. Right. But however, we have between two and carry to two plus one. Between two and about nine. Mm -hmm. 
I think those are the bewitching hours. Actually, one thirty till about nine thirty. I'll, I'll put it right in there. About eight solid hours. Mm-hmm. We can gather together for breakfast. Mm-hmm. What what what's wrong with nine o'clock breakfast? We could get together and have some waffles, and we could have because nine o'clock breakfast is good. See, because you because you're hungry at nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. And you can have waffles, mm-hmm. and you can have uh, omelets with cheese in it. Omelettes. You know? And we can have all of that. And then, well, I don't know if you want to have late dinner. I mean, that's a little difficult, you know. But if you want to do the 9.30-ish type of thing, we can get together. We can, you know, there's nothing really going on after 9.30 on Sunday night. I don't know if people got to get to work. But, um, I don't know. What say ye? Ye say, and I don't mean Kanye, I say, my good brother, that all meetings should be suspended unless and it's an emergency meeting Absolutely. that has to happen. All Sunday meetings should be suspended, and it's something that needs to be talked about by the body. And trust me, my friend, this will be brought up again. In fact, it might be brought up tomorrow that this is, because this is going to be a very quick meeting. Hello. Goodbye. Yes, this is a, hey, we're on Zoom starting exactly now. And here's the funniest part. And here's a shout out to my boss list, Brother Mike Buchanan. He is, he is so happy because in the first time in his lifetime. Yes, sir. The Detroit Lions Absolutely. are going to make some noise in the playoffs. They are. And he's a Michigan man. And you would think yeah. that you would say, we might need to suspend this today. Well, here, here's the thing about it. You have the double and dip going on. Double dipper. Because you have Michigan who's won the national championship. Yes, sir. And now are two games away from being the National Football League world champions. Okay, so let's talk, because you're going to get into this. You're going to jump real quick. Yeah. And I don't know if I want to jump this quick. So let's talk about the first game. And yeah. this might be the quintessential game because this one I think is more impactful than the second game. And I'll tell you why. I believe whoever wins out of the AFC will go on to be the NFL Ooh, champion. Wow, I don't know. I, that, you got bully ball being played on the other side over there. Well, you do. But at the same time, how are you going to logically gamble against Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, and his funky bunch of nobody else except Travis Kelce and Taylor Swift. At least I can say the Swifties will travel. Is, is Taylor is Taylor suited up? Well, she's playing wide receiver. She might. Wide receiver. <laughs> she she almost you got to be more careful. You almost got me. Almost got me, sir. But I'm not going to not for the listeners, the good church people listening. Yes, sir. She is a receiver. But all I'm going to say is this. Yeah. They're going into Baltimore. This isn't going to be a nice day. The, the, at the, Ra- track. the Ravens can win this game. Come on now. The Ravens you can talk to me. The like Ravens you know can win this game. This defense is good. All right. This is no joke. And let me tell you something. Um, they have a former MVP playing quarterback for them, and he former. got he might got, be your two time. And MVP. he got easy speed. When I say easy speed, he got easy mm-hmm. speed. He's one of them people you have to account for him. Patrick, he, he gonna scramble and run around, you know, and and give you Kermit the Frog. Oh, I'm green. Have you noticed his voice has gotten a lot better though? 
Because you know why? Because they're probably telling, "Hey, look, man, we messed it up our money here." Right. You know, you, my my auto. <laughs> That's still the best one of the best. That commercial. is hilarious. But uh, the fine quarterback of of the Baltimore Ravens, you have to pay attention to this guy, and he can bust out on you and bust a move. And he's one of those people. If he gets gone, he is gone. There ain't no – he got easy speed. He got extra gears. Mm-hmm. I saw him running so fast one time, he just started unbuttoning his chin strap. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, with the Chiefs, you would think – I thought their run was going to end last week. Well, I, I didn't – okay, so let's think about this. Patrick Mahomes, you had to get it to him – early and often, and you need to get them down a couple of scores, right? That's what you need to do. You need to have him press a little bit and, and start second-guessing guessing things. And, who, and then who do you have to take away? Well, one thing, one person you won't have to take away is wide receiver Kadarius Tony, who is ruled out for the championship game. And I don't, you know, that, that's that's a deal. I don't know how big of a deal that is, but you look at um, Patrick Mahomes, who's going to figure out how. Here's the problem. With, here's the problem that I think you're going to find out. Let's not let the Ravens get too um, overthink this thing too much. Let's get pressure to Mahomes. Let's take away the tight end. And let's get over the top of these wide receivers, mm-hmm. and let's let's make Mahomes. Let's make Mahomes have to beat you with his arm, without fooling you. Because the one thing Patrick Mahomes does, he'll lull you to sleep, lull you to sleep. And the next thing you know, he's got that hand cannon going 65 yards downfield on you. People are running free because you blew a coverage. Because that's what I'm concerned about with these Andy Reid-based teams is that they're going to figure out a way to make you blow a couple of coverages, and Patrick Mahomes don't miss those. Well, it's one of those things now that you've got to ask yourself, where do we stand? And this is if, to me, if the Chiefs can come out and pull out this game against one of the league's best defenses, you've got some issues. But I heard, before we talk about the Lions, I just uh-huh. want to get your opinion on a conversation I heard. Oh, eavesdrop. Heard this coming out of the Baltimore Ravens area. Heard this coming out of Baltimore radio. That the fans there think and have said uh-huh. some. I'm not saying all. Well, go ahead that Lamar Jackson mm-hmm. is more important than Ray Lewis. Ooh. Let's put it into context. Okay. Who has more impact on a football game? Quarterback. We've seen Lamar Jackson raise his game over. Lamar Jackson's been around for a while now. Mm-hmm. Right? Six years, I believe. And when he first got into, remember that? Remember the, the scuttlebutt was that you know maybe he needs to go play wide receiver. Remember that mm-hmm. when he first got into the league. Well, that's what the scuttlebutt was. Even with your man uh, with the nice coiffed hair, uh, didn't they all say that Lamar Jackson should be your running back or receiver? Yeah, mm-hmm. and now you got a guy who's probably going to be the MVP this year. I'm gonna. I'm look. Ray Lewis comes from now the old school Ravens, mm-hmm. right? But this new school, Lamar Jackson could do some things that even – okay, think about this. Ray Lewis was the big 240-pound, I'm going to come hit you in the mouth type of guy, right? 
And yes, he laid a lot of wood onto a lot of people. But, but, there, hold on now. But the ball is in one player's hand 99% of the time. Mm-hmm. And that is going to be soon two-time MVP, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna say yes on that. I think I think he's more important right now. I think I think put their careers up. Put their careers up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ray Lewis MVP. Ray Lewis MVP, but under Lamar Jackson, the Ravens have been sixty-two and twenty-four. Yeah, well, here's the whole situation about it though. But look where they came from now. I mean that Ray Lewis team was ready to win, and who else did Ray Lewis have playing with him? God, who didn't he? What have what what, what safety him? was out there just knocking people out? You got Ed Reed out there. At one point, you had Neon Dion. Maybe he wasn't as Neon then, but, but he, he was, was still, still Dion. I, uh, my God, I can't even think of. I can't tell you all the players that on those teams that he was on those he played with. I it, it's it's too many. Uh Terrell Suggs. Oh do you Brian remember him? Dawkins, you remember Ray him? Rice. I mean I know people don't want to talk about Ray Rice, but bruh. It, it, and he played I'm trying to think how many quarterbacks now did he play with Dante Culpepper? Oh I, I don't remember that. We had to go back to the way, way back machine on that one. I can't remember now, but wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. No, I was wrong. I was about to say, didn't he play with um, Randy Moss? But no, that was. You've been bossed. <laughs> I mean, it is a weird. I'll tell you some surprise players that you didn't know he played with. Who's that? Um. <laughs> Let's go back. Let's go back a little bit. Now we know Alex Smith was there for a little while, um, but here's one, and I didn't even think about it. Was who was Carolina's greatest receiver? Greatest receiver. Who? Who is that? That's not even. That, I'm not even picking. Oh no, Smith. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you – I don't know. He played with – what was it, Bart Scott? I mean, he – bruh. And no, we're not even talking about – we haven't even talked about Lyman yet. Those were some teams that he was on now. So, that's what I'm saying. I think Lamar Jackson is more impactful than Ray Lewis. Well – he, he touched the ball the most. And – He's the most dangerous player on the field when he's on the field. Okay. Let me ask you this one. Okay. Let me ahead. ask you this one. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm surprised I'm even asking this, but it's this is what we do. We talk. Lamar Jackson and Joe Flacco. Well, if you okay, here's the thing about that, right? If you look at Joe Flacco, Joe Flacco threw for big numbers. You know, and so if you go to if we're gonna pull a stat machine out, you know, you could you can line up the stat machine and go, well, Joe Flacco was a better player. But does it pass the eye test? Has Joe Flacco at any point in time, was he going to be the MVP? Mm. Mm-hmm. At any point in time. Now, the stats might be – the stats are going to be close probably, mm-hmm. but by far, Lamar Jackson's 
um, presence on the field far outweighs a stat line that we could throw out saying that they're comparable. Here are three running backs I hadn't even thought about. Jamal Lewis, we already said Ray Rice, but we forgot about Willis McGahee. Oh, yeah. That was a, he, was a, he was a tough back, too. I mean, so he, and, he, and see, with Ray Lewis, you, that was the last of the throwback teams. Mm-hmm. That was right before all the rules came in where you couldn't hit anybody. I mean, you still couldn't hit anybody, but you still they still were tattooing you with the helmet. You know, after that, though, once the, once the helmet got out the game, it allowed the offense to move freely around the field without worry of getting hit. You got offensive tackles Jonathan Ogden, Ronnie Stanley, and Orlando Brown Sr. Yeah, Orlando Brown. Remember, we got, I think he got hit. That's when he got hit in the eye with the uh, breath flag, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah that, was, mm-hmm. that was uh, one of those weird things. Shannon Sharp. All right, who was better, him or his brother? Because hmm. people don't people, people don't understand people don't understand the yeah, other side. I, I like Shannon, and Shannon was probably one of the greatest tight ends in the league, in top ten, if I'll put it that way. But his brother was. <sighs> mm. I said it. He said it. He said his brother was a better athlete, so I'll say his brother. Oh, I, I think it's, I, I think Shannon built himself into this. Yeah, Sterling Sharp was. Sterling was amazing. He was that man. He was that dude. Yeah. He was that dude. But, okay, we talked about – I mean, nobody talks about Derek Mason or Torrey Smith. But there was Anquan Bolden and there was Steve Smith. Um, we better get to this uh, Lions game. we only got a few minutes here before we uh... – Bruh, I'm just going to say this for the Lions. <laughs> we're going to give them 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah, we're going to give them 30 seconds. The Lions are what they are. I mean, I don't see anything really great. And I, maybe it's just I'm a homer. Maybe it's my NFC Central bias. I see the Lions as what they are. Now, well, the question is going to be what are the 49ers going to do and who's going to be the quarterback well, that shows well, uh, up? Okay, here's a, here. Well, okay, let's, let's look at it from this point. No Zach Ertz, right? Because Zach Ertz is a plan. So now, but you got Jason Goff, a former. Didn't he? Didn't, didn't he play in the uh, in the uh, championship game? Jared Goff, Jason Goff. I don't think he's played in any games. Jared Goff. What is Goff? What am I doing? <laughs> okay, a Goff. So <laughs> Jason Goff. I don't know where he came from. But um, so you got a guy who has played well and is playing really well at this mm-hmm. point, right? Are, are you a believer in Brock? No, I'm not a believer in Brock, but I'm not a believer in the Lions either because I saw what the Bears, a limited Bears, limited offensively and limited defensively, I saw them hang in a game. I saw last week the Lions have to take it all the way to the tippy top to get to the mountaintop. I've seen the Lions pushed, and I've seen them pushed very close to that edge. That's why I said whoever comes out of the AFC, if it's San Francisco where I don't believe in Brock, because if Brock is one hit away from this all this house of cards folding up. Well, I mean, but but aren't in that in that everybody? No, 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 not just everybody. When we say when Brock went down last year for the 49ers, it was a wrap. There was nothing else that they could do. So if Brock goes down, who's their backup? 
And if we don't even know who their backup is, and you don't have if you don't have to worry about a throwing threat, and you can just stack the box and say, Christian McCaffrey, do what you will and do what you must, and we will have thy way. Yeah, but if anybody loses their starting quarterback, it's going to be a problem. They're, well, they're, not they're, for the Bears because they got uh, – Hey, play – should have won three – should have won, won three games. Yeah, well – Is Tyson yeah. Bajan going to still be there? Sure, it's going to be there. Okay. Is, is Justin Fields still going to be there? Question I is – no idea. Question is, I say no. I say he's gone. I say that they're building some really good things. I have to give – Give the Bears a shout-out. I, I normally don't do it this early, but the Bears a shout-out. There's no out. way they could pass up on Caleb Williams. There's no way they're going to pass sure, up on Caleb there's Williams. There's a lot of ways you can pass up they're on Caleb go, they're Williams. They're not going to do it. They don't have, again, they still don't have the infrastructure even with a Caleb Williams. To they don't have the in. infrastructure with, with Fields. So what makes you think Caleb Williams is a lesser version of well, Who's a better? Well, uh, no, no, Justin no, we can't, we can't say that. Who? But who is – Deemed that he's going to be the better thrower. Right now, this is a guy who said he's going to be a can't miss okay. guy in the NFL. They say the same thing about. Uh, I'm just saying, this is what pundits May. say. This is what pundits well, say. Well, pundits have been wrong. They said the same thing about Drake May that he's a can't miss. Okay, take Justin's career, line it up. Okay, so you got Caleb that won a Heisman, but Caleb hadn't taken you to any championship games. You had. Justin, who did not win a Heisman, but he took you to championship games and was only second to Trevor Lawrence, who was thought of as the greatest quarterback of all times. And how's that working for Jacksonville? He's getting well, stuck well, up, hung well, up. You, you and, got you got to put the people around him, though, don't you? You got to put the people around well, him. Well, right? that goes but, back to but your the, statement. But the question, but the question goes back mm-hmm. here: it, Who is? So, are you saying that Justin Fields is a better quarterback than Caleb Williams? Sure. Okay. I'll say that. I'll go that on the line. Oh, well, okay. I will go out on the line and say okay. that when the measurables come in and Caleb Williams is 5'10 and a half. And you oh, so so, so we're talking about just because of size right now? Or because he's, Are you saying he's Kyler, Kyler Murray-ish? He's real Kyler Murray-ish. Real Kyler Murray-ish. This is how we still get back to the whole the intro of his coach coming in with Cliff Kingsbury. It's a lot of Kyler Murray in Caleb Williams. So you think uh, right now Kingsbury's there? I, to me, just a Kingsbury hire, to me, that says, hey, we got your guy here. You ready to go? We got uh, your whole staff. Well, that's remember, why the remember, Bears we're, didn't we're, sign him. We're, we're bringing in sunshine. Yeah. No, no, no. But shout out to them for hiring Eric Washington. Been a coordinator for a while. Defensive coordinator they signed away from the Bills had been on staff with Lovey Smith before, has done a yeoman's effort in this Tampa 2 system that they run. Um, one of the better defensive coordinators that isn't really talked about as much. But we can say um, he specializes in defensive plays and defensive linemen. So maybe that will be a boost for them. And they also have... OC Shane Waldron they brought in and they brought in his underling to be the quarterback's coach. So I guess you can see how this is all kind of shaping up for the Chicago Bears is they're trying to bring in better staff to put a team around who we still don't know. Well, I mean, it's going to be a whole lot of, you know, training day. And, you know, we we need Denzel Washington to be in the draft room. (laughs) (laughs) I'm putting cases on all 'all. (laughs) y'all. 
Well, it's going to be a lot of cases going around. Let me tell you something. It's 9 o'clock in the region, and you know what we do around this time. We give you the best information. But listen, if you're in the car or you're out far, I know it's raining out there. Make sure that you're keeping dry. It's 37 degrees, and it is one of those chilly, bone-chilly nights. And for those of us who have arthritis, we know Arthur and his writers is out there riding around trying to find you. So keep yourself warm. Keep yourself wrapped up. And we gave you in the show, we told you at the 9 o'clock hour, we were going to give a bonus to our listeners. And that is we're going to replay the live cast that we did of Westside's game, Westside versus EC. It was a great game. And we just want to share with our listeners so that you understand what type of environment was it was electric. So listen, sit back and enjoy yourself as you get a replay from Thursday night's game, the powerhouse of the region. It was West Side Cougars versus the EC Cardinals here on WGVE 88.7 FM. You know who it is. You know what it is. It's the sizzle here. Oh, baby, we are giving you hotness right here because we're at West Side High School. Jay, how are you doing today? Man, I am feeling great. This is a heavyweight matchup here. Westside versus East Chicago. Both of these teams are ranked in the, about the top 30s of the uh, state right now. This is two really good programs that have a lot of history. And I'm looking to see how this matchup goes. This should be a really good matchup for the Westside Cougars against the East Chicago Central Cardinals. That's right. This is a Class 4A showdown between two powerhouses. The Westside Cougars are led by coach, head coach Chris Bugs, yeah. and the East Chicago Cardinals are led by Coach Alamaru. This is one of those games, Jay. This is going to be one for the books. This is one for the new year that not only are students looking forward to, but parents and fans alike. If you like basketball, if you like a play, playoff atmosphere, this is the place for you. This is uh, this is what high school basketball is all about right here. You look and see this, the, the stands are getting full. We have streams of people coming in from both sides. From East, and East Chicago travels well. They're really out here today, and this is what we want in the region here. Two of uh, Northwest Indiana's best are going to be going off, facing off right now at Westside Leadership Academy, and it don't get much better than this. No, it doesn't get any better than this, Jay. And I think right now we are right at the beginning of what is going to be not only a great game, but a great season as Westside continues their run. Listen, if you haven't heard the prep scores, let me give you the late through Tuesday scores as a result. Late Tuesday for the boys' basketball teams, the Bishop Knoll, 64 over the Hammond Central, 57. Marquette, 65 over Whiting, 52. And Portage, 60 over Lake Central, 47. And this west side, this Cougar team, 63 over Calumet, 32. A blowout victory just Tuesday, Jay, for this Cougar squad. You know, this Cougar squad, uh, this is one of Coach Bugs's, um really – a team he's really had to cobble together. He had some really a couple of really big standouts um, last year. We have kids who played and went on to play big time college basketball, and now you have a team that I won't say it's rebuilded but retooled. And now this is a ball club right now that's looking sitting quite pretty. I mean they're playing really well. I tell you what, um, when they played against um, 
Chicago, Whitney Young. And I think they only lost by 10 that day. Um, that told me right then that this ball club is here to stay. Yeah, they've uh, become a team that has not only some resiliency, but they have the ability to play. And, Jay, they're on a three-game winning streak since coming into the new year. So they've been effectively moving the basketball around on the perimeter. These guys have been getting into the paint, making shots, and really being able to dominate and have their way with a team. As you saw with the Calumet 3A game where they won 63-32, it was a rump rouser, to say the least. Well, I, you know, I haven't used rump rouser in a long time, but I'm going to start bringing that into my uh, vocabulary. But, uh, you know, one thing I like about uh, the West Side Cougars, they have some size now. you got Anthony Holmes, the 6'5", the junior, who is a uh, stalwart on the inside. You have a uh, Tyler Cruz, six foot nine. This is a big kid who can play, who's got good feet, and I think this is going to bode well against East Chicago. East Chicago is not a team that's built on height. They're built on their ball handling ability and pressurizing. And we know that the Cougars, one thing the Cougars do, they bring a lot of pressure on defense. This is not a team that's going to fall back into the zone. They're coming at you man-to-man because this tradition, we talked to Coach Bugs about that when we had him on our radio show last week. You know, actually, one of the things for the East Chicago Central Cardinals is that they're going to lean heavily on one of their forwards, a 6'7 junior guard, Gregory Williams, and he's going to be that one in the middle, and they're going to rotate guys around that middle. But as you said, Jay, when you look at this team right now, you've got Tyler Cruz there, 6'9 center, who is just a sophomore, who is developing and coming into his game coming into his own and being effective in the paint, passing out of the double team, finding the open man, finding that open cutter, and he has been the difference for this team. And I'll tell you what, I mean, he reminds me a lot of some players here that have been, you got got, um, Jalen Washington, other players like that who have that big man ability. And uh, this is a guy who I believe we're looking, that this is possibly going to be an all-state here getting prepared because Every game, he looks better and better. Well, you know, for Westside, they have some good players. They've got some really good guards. They've got Julian Holmes and Harlem Rhodes. We were here, and we saw them in action. But they also have Anthony Holmes and Keaton Barnes. Some of these players that are effective, Jay, moving without the basketball, but they're also effective communicating on the floor and getting to their spot and taking their shot. Yeah, and, and this is a team, I tell you what, um, if you give them an open jumper, they're going to take it. it. They are, and here's the thing, Jay. If you look back at their schedule since the turn of the year, they have been on, there was only one postponed game against uh, Victory Christian, yeah. which was a weather and climate game. But if you looked at it, they have gone on a four-game winning streak and possibly could have been a five-game winning streak because of their solid defensive play and because of their ability to knock down the open jumper and, again, get to their spot and take their shot. Uh, this is a team on the rise, and this is a big test right now against East Chicago, ranked uh, three or four spots ahead of the Cougar right now. But if you look at East Chicago per player, it looks like the Cougars are a bigger ball club. And it all depends now on the big man on the inside, what he's going to be able to do against a defense that's going to collapse on him. We know that these guards are going to have to shoot the outside ball because I believe they're going to come down and collapse on the big six foot nine 
uh, center, and uh, he has opportunity to punish guys on the inside. He's going to have to do that because he's going to draw that attention on the inside. It's one of those things where you have a team right now that, no, the team is not based around Tyler, but he is an effective weapon that they're going to use, and they're going to have to use him to beat this East Chicago team. Well, the ball's got to go through him. I mean, it, he's got to get touches now. He, he's that six foot nine. He's mobile on the inside. You know, he's just now coming into his body, and um, he's a player that we know is not has seen his best day. You know, he's going to be. Where, where are we at, Greg? Is this? It's 7 o'clock at the top of the hour. Where are we at? It's top of the hour, 7 o'clock here. We're at Westside High School, Westside Leadership Academy. You're here with Jay Sizzle, G Sizzle. That's the call. That's who's on your call. We're the Sizzle here calling for not only for Gary Radio, but for the city. We put on for the city, my friend. You know, we put on. Can we sing the song? No, I don't. <laughs> we're, I don't think they want me singing this. We're live right here at Gary Westside, WGVE 88.7. Thank them so much for carrying Gary Westside basketball right now, right out of the gymnasium. You know what? One thing that we can say is the Gary sports scene is large and in charge, and it is one of those things that there's pride all over this gym. There are parents, there are teachers here. There are students here. There is pride in what they have with their Westside Cougars. You, you know what's been amazing about this? We've seen such a turnaround within the athletic structure here at Westside. We saw the stadium go, that, that state-of-the-art stadium, that beautiful field, probably the best field in the uh, northwest Indiana and maybe the state. I mean, that that's a brand-new field out there that looks great. And then you come right inside here, you have a beautiful mural up. This Jumbotron, I don't think my, I don't think my house is big enough to hold it. I think that's about, is that about a million inches going across? That How big is, is that? a uh, 100,000 foot screen that is wide enough to see from the other side of the street. I, I tell you what, we got facilities here uh, that some small colleges don't have. You know, now that you mention that, Jay, let's talk about some of those college players. Westside is known for sending their kids off. They are known for kids who have a high GPA and are academically bound. Yes. Let's talk about the head coach. In his ninth season, here Coach Bugs has led this team. He's a 2003 graduate of Westside. He's continued his education, and he did at Indiana State, came here to Westside as a history teacher, and now he leads this ball club. He leaves a ball club, Jay, that has a very good record. Only a couple of handful of losses, and those losses were those were gained by their opponent. Those were hard-fought losses. And I'm gonna tell you what: this team not only gets it done on the court, they get it done in the classroom. Um, from my understanding, last time we talked to Coach Bugs, they the, the last salutatorian came right off this basketball team. Right off the team. And they have an accumulative grade point average of 3.65. 3.65. Let me tell you again. When you've got a team that not only is 11 and 2 in its section, it is filled with young men who are young. These are not a. This isn't a senior latent team. No, it's not. These are sophomores. These are juniors. These are guys that are going to be back next year. These players, these students, will be effective another season. But these young men will be ready to go off to secondary education and have an impact at whatever school they go to because not only are they good athletes, they're also great, great scholars in the community. Yeah, and that's the main thing that we want to stress here at Gary Westside. Not only are the athletics great here, 
but the academics are great. And you, these young players are not only getting ready for their athletic proudness, but also after the game is over with. Well, you can go on into your secondary school, get an education there, and then move yourself forward into whatever field that you go into. That is the mark of a really good athletic program. And right here, you see this is a top-notch athletic program right here. Um, they have also their program within the district level. Um, all the district schools are now under the Cougar banner. So they're going out and they're starting youth programs, track and field and everything else, like in the elementary school. So they got track running with the babies in sixth, in sixth grade, fifth and sixth and seventh grade, which not only um, gives those kids the opportunity to participate, but secondly, it becomes a feeder for athletes to come into Westside. And we understand that this is one of the things that other schools have around the around Northwest Indiana is that they have a feeder system coming in. We know the Lowell Red Devils, that's what they do. They, these guys all play the same system. From the time they're in fifth grade, they play the same system. And so now you start to see with Coach Bugs being here for nine years now, that these players, you see young players coming up, freshmen and sophomores, like the big sophomore, the big six foot nine sophomore, coming in and playing well early and this is something that's going to be fantastic. This is going to be a great game, Greg. It's one that we've been looking forward to. I know one that the kids have been looking forward to. And Jake, this is a team, when you talk about Westside, they're coming in flying high. At one point in the season, they were undefeated Yeah. and you're going up against a 13-4 and East Chicago team that is always strong. They always play their Gary opponents hard. They always travel well. You can see their travel section. They are ready to come out and play. So what are the keys for the game, for this game, Jay, for Westside to be victorious? Westside's got a fast start. Fast start right now. you got to attack the smaller team in the paint. you got to get the ball into the 6-9 sophomore. Got to establish him early, and we got to pick up full court and get that pressure on right now. Let's see if these guys can run with Westside. If they can't run with Westside, Westside might be an opportunity to shut these down guys from getting into the paint. We've seen their games before. We've seen when Westside has been effective, and we've also seen when Westside has left the foot off the gas and let their opponent come back into this game. Jay, can these guys push the pace and run this lead out and make it a solid lead through the rest of the game? Well, what's going on now? You see a team maturity. You know, when you start off as a bunch of young guys, now as the young guys have been playing varsity ball. And now they're learning how to play at this level because this is high-level basketball here in Northwest Indiana. Usually teams, the, the, the history have been teams that come out of this area are usually the ones that do really well downstate. So we're looking at this situation right now. Right now the buzzer has blown. We're getting ready for the uh, national anthem, it looks like, and the starter announcements. We'll let you hear what's going on right here.
boy, love that rendition. That's Whitney Houston, wasn't it? Amazing rendition by Whitney Houston, the late Whitney Houston, one that sends chills down your spine when you hear it. You know, I tell you right now, man, look at, I tell you, the stands are getting full. If you are in the Gary area right now, you need to be headed to 900 Geary. Right now, Westside Leadership Academy, and come in and watch the ball game. We know this is alumni night. Should be a number of alumni coming in. We see people are streaming coming in. Um, and I tell you, from both sides. I mean, I mean, we got a line of people walking in here. This is fantastic. What a great atmosphere. They got the starters now being named. That's number 24 there for um, East Chicago, Yamari Wallace. Number 12 is Marquise Winters. Number one is Jamil Rich. Number three is Quintona Bell, a 5'9 junior. And we have number two, Lundin Walker, a guard forward, 6'2", and a senior. Now for Westside Leadership Academy, we have number 12, Bryce Cooper, a guard, a 6'0", and a sophomore. We have number five, Harlem Rhodes, a guard, six foot three and a senior. We have number 23, Anthony Holmes, a forward, six foot five and a junior. We have number one, Reginald Hinton, a guard, at five foot ten and a sophomore. And we have number three, Derek Collins, a six foot three junior. You know, they're, they're coming out with their, with their speed group right now. They are, Jay. And as you said earlier, for those of you who are listening live, make sure that you come out 900 Jerry Street. You know where it is. You know where your Westside Cougars play. The Westside Cougars today, Jay, come out in the orange and blue uniforms. They're in the road white. And then you've got the... Coo- the East, excuse me. East Chicago. Well, yeah, well, you got the Cardinals. It, it's too many C's here. <laughs> That's what usually happens. Yeah, it's too many C's here. But you've got the East Chicago Cardinals in the red, blue, and silver. We got eight minutes left on the eight minutes set on the quarter here. We got uh, number twenty-four for East Chicago, Yamuri Wallace in the, in the paint, and number twenty-four, Keaton Barnes. That's right. We're getting ready for the jump. As we get ready, the excitement is palpable here. I was going to say that. You Were you going to say that? Palatable. I'm sorry. I'm, I like saying the word palatable. I did not mean to steal your thunder. Here, <laughs> here we, we go. go. All right. East Chicago wins the tap, controlling the ball. Number three for East Chicago. Hannah Bell. That's right. East Chicago working the ball inside to number 23. Turnaround jumper is good. That's Dominique Murphy, a six foot six junior guard. Westside brings the ball up, working a perimeter-type game right now. You're looking like they're working a five wide and then diving down. You got a jumper by number 23 off the rim. We got a strong rebound by number 24. Push the ball back up to number one, Reginald Hinton, and he hits from outside. All the time, Reginald Hinton is always open. He's like a good bank. He's always open for you. Coming down the lane, East Chicago drives in, misses the ball. The ball brought up court. It's one of those push balls. Uh-oh. Open shoot here. Derek Collins misses. Rebound by number five, Harlem Rhodes. Harlem Rhodes always active. Nice shoes on, though. Very colorful. Ready to play. I like it. Hitting again from outside. Hits Hitting again. again. A three-pointer. Hitting is letting them fly. And right now, you've got a 6-2 lead 
with 6.48 to go in the first period. Now, you see the patting the ball on the right-hand side of the court. Now it looks like they're trying to isolate. Come back to the top of the key. Number 12 has the ball up there. That's Marquise Winters. Long jumper. No good. Rebounded by now. Oh, a stole, ball stolen. Oh. Nice rebound by number 24. Um, yeah. Keaton Barnes, and he threw the ball and just. Yeah. Jamil Rich was there, yeah. put the put back up, and was able to bring it a little bit closer. A two-point game right now. Right now, Westside's working out on the perimeter, moving the ball around the perimeter. We're waiting for them to dump down low. Yeah, the travel call there. I, I don't think that was a travel. You don't. It, it's I a little Euro-type basketball. I didn't see the travel, but Keaton Barnes called for the travel. Six minutes left in the uh, first period, 64, Westside over East Chicago. It's one of these games now, Jay, that you're seeing right now, control and tempo and pace. Westside is defending well, keeping everybody on the perimeter, not letting anything get into the middle. And as soon as I said that, there was a middle jump, but defended well. And you know who has the ball. Run out by number five. Run out by number five. Number five. Caleb, that's a good one. Harlem Rhodes. You know, East East Chicago, though, has been running some backdoor cuts, and they've been open. They just have not been hitting them. And we're going to shore that up. That's going to be a problem here if the coaches start seeing that, and they can start. That was a travel right there. Oh, he's out of bounds. That's number uh, 24 out of bounds for the Cardinal. That's Yamari Wallace. Well, actually, it was a travel. He traveled out of bounds. You know what? You know, you know, I tell you, <laughs> that's why I like working with you. Number one, bringing up the ball. That's Reginald hitting a uh, sophomore. Passed over. Derek Collins, Jr. Passes it again on the perimeter. Nice dump inside to number nice 24. Nice I tell you. Keaton Barnes is Hitting the Barnes, boy. I tell you, that roll to the basket is nice. That was a nice two-man game from the top. It rolled to the bottom, and now we've got everything working. Shot taken by East Chicago. Short. Chicago's, I mean, East Chicago's working a lot of perimeter game now. Because of that size, uh, they're not going to be able to punch it inside. Looks like. West side looks inside again. Boy, I tell you. Number three, Derek Collins. And we got a timeout by East Chicago. That's right. East, West side up 12, East Chicago 4. That was a good timeout right there. It was a good timeout. They need to regroup. East Chicago needs to get themselves back into this game. But right now, West side is doing what you said earlier, Jay. They got out to a fast start. They're applying pressure, and they're hitting open shots. And I'll tell you what. They are a physical ball club, especially at the guard. These sophomore guard hinting, I tell you. He, if you if you do not close out on him, he's going to let it fly. And if you close out and, and not in a steady stance, he's going to go by you. You know, it's one of those things, Holmes, Hinton, Collins, Rhodes. Coach has a really good mixture. Coach Bugs has put yeah. them together, and he's rotated that lineup well. So he's got these guys playing and playing effectively. Now, what I tell you that's really interesting about this ball club, and a lot of ball clubs, these sophomores would have been played a JV game and then brought up to play the varsity. But you see, Coach Bucks does not do that. He brings his best players up to JV. Yes, he does. Right now, ball coming up. Oh, the I tell you. Oh, almost a Number steal. three, almost oh, with the steal right there. Steal. Collins is looking for the ball. This is this vaunted man-to-man defense that Westside West Side prides itself in playing. And they're, you know what? Not only do they pride themselves in it, that they're getting the ball, they push the ball up the court again. Woo, Your man, Collins. That was a nice Collins. one. Collins couldn't finish it, but it was a nice move. East Chicago pushing the ball up the floor. Number 23. Oh, he missed it. Oh, he, oh, he missed, missed the bunny. 
number 12, got it in. That is uh, so. That Marquise is Marquise Winters, Winters 6'5", senior, four. And brings the ball up, handed off out to number five. They're playing this. They're playing this uh, replace game, number 23, with the jump shot. That is Holmes off the rim and misses. East Chicago with the rebound, pushing the ball up to the left wing. He's looking at that jumper, jab step, no. Yeah, he wants to take that back door, Jay. You yeah, can see yeah, it. He's you, you setting it up for it. He's oh, looking nice for a nice move by number three. Oh, I tell you, this nice could not spin. finish at the rim. Oh, my goodness. Oh, the lid is closed for East Chicago. Chicago. Yeah, a couple of nice uh, opportunities. Oh, a trip right there on number one hitting. Yes, yes, trip, yes. Uh, They're doing a lot of football plays out there. I tell you what, East Chicago, like you said, that lid is closed on that basket right now. They've had a couple of uh, opportunities to score, and they haven't been able to do it. And that's why we see this 12-6 uh, in favor of Westside right now. Game could be closer. Westside now is just taking their time, getting to the paint, and again, getting to their spots. East Chicago wanted to travel right there. Uh, we did hear a little drag of the foot there. We saw a little drag, but it wasn't enough to say that that was a travel. A penetration by number 12. Oh. Almost had it. Almost had it. A little short at the rim. That was Marquise. No, not Marquise Winters. That was Bryce Cooper. That was Bryce Cooper. Diving into the basket. Making a really good dive cut. Number, number 23, 23 drives hard. Oh, I tell you what. You see um, you see Westside when East Chicago goes down into the paint. The guards dive down on there, and they're trying to get that take that ball from behind them. So you see uh, East Chicago needs to be concerned about Westside coming down from the backside trying to rip them. Really, and especially with they've got a lot of good play from East Chicago, number 23 for them. Wallace has done a good job. Hasn't been able to finish those shots. It's a call here. It's a call on 24, a hold. You see right now East Chicago is trying to get down on the blocks now and establish position down there because they, yes, they have not been able to establish themselves inside yet. Trying to get the ball in. Yeah, they're catching the ball out of the three-point line. Number 23, a long jumper. That's not the shot they really want to take. No, not the shot they H- want to take. Hitting on the push. Of the take defense. That one. Good going to take that one. Reginald hitting again. Every the time sophomore. we watch them, he has phenomenal games. I think we're bringing him good luck, Jay. You know that we we we've been called lucky in charms before. <laughs> oh, I, well, East Chicago. He was dribbling basketball. He but he fell down. He fell down and he didn't get up well. Now Westside on the push, on the bringing push. the ball back up. I tell you, Hinton's got a good handle, doesn't he? Excellent handle. Westside number twenty-three, well, long shot. Anthony Holmes, no good. Number three from the Cardinals get on a ball. Bell. With the rebound. I tell you, the lid is like close for East Chicago. I mean, they're getting nice shots. They're just not falling. Hitting again. Again. I tell you. Shot maker. Big time shot hit, maker. Hitting's got to be talking about one of the best players in the region. Got to be. Big time shot maker. Big time players make big time plays. That has just increased the lead, a 10 point lead right now with 142 to go in the first quarter. Westside 16. East Chicago six. Did you just call it five seconds? Oh, I think you just called it five seconds. That was a quick five seconds. That was like three and a half. That was a quick quick five seconds they called on East Chicago. That was an extra one. That was really quick. We see some uh, number ten entering the game for uh, that's Caleb Schultz. He's a one of my students that uh, is working with the Cougar News and Sports Network, and uh, he's a quality athlete and more of a quality person than student. Big shot by number twelve. Bryce Cooper off the rim. 
Number 23 there again for East Chicago. Murphy has been all over the place. And well, he is really the only reason right now yeah, that East Chicago is still in this game. They're playing a real perimeter game. And you see Murphy attacking, gets the block and the basket. Just like you call it a G-Solo, that's why they call you the Buddha. <laughs> that's why some people do. But the other ones just, well, we'll save that for later. But right now you've got number 23 really putting in the work. He's got the hoop harm and the foul. So right now at the foul line, you've got coming into the game a checkout for number 24 for Westside, and that would be Keaton Barnes, Anthony Holmes coming in for him. Trying to get a little rest on the back end of this quarter with a minute and 10 seconds left. Murphy completes the three-point play. Oh, we see pressure now for the first time from East Chicago. Time. Let's see. Oh, right. oh and turnover. turnover. Oh, a big oh, block. Beautiful Number three. Big Eric Collins, Collins came in rejection. So what we he saw almost right there, wagged the finger at. Right, what, what, what we saw right there, the first time we saw East Chicago actually come on and and trap in the backcourt. Right. Westside didn't handle it well. No. And they, they turned the ball over, and it was for um, Collins coming in and saving the day. Uh, that could have been a basket for East Chicago. Sixteen and nine, Westside leading East Chicago right now with under a minute to play. One good thing about Westside is their defense is spread out. They're keeping East Chicago on that perimeter. Now they didn't get to the loose ball, but they have active hands all over the court. Jay, they're they making it very difficult for East Chicago. Shots are going up, but shots aren't falling. Boy, I tell oh. you, up oh, on ah. the basket is a run out by number one hitting. Left-handed and oh. score. He's got to have 10 points. He has to be considered, as you said, Jay, one of the leaders in the region. Just a relentless score. Yeah. Oh, that was, oh, that was a little ticky and tacky right there. Yeah, that call, that, that reach was, that reach right there. A little reach there. But, again, you've got Murphy going in. Dominique Murphy really making an imprint for East Chicago with this game. He has really had his way, and he is doing what – is necessary to keep them in this game. All right, so we see uh, must have been before the shot, 18-9, West Side leading East Chicago, 23 seconds left. Number 12 with the ball, number three with the ball for East Chicago, holding the ball. Look like, I hope he's not waiting for the last second there. <laughs> they need to get the ball up. Number 23, what was that? Oh, the reach? That's the second time he's ripped that ball through like that and got Collins on that reach. they got to be careful right now. Uh, Coach Bugs might be getting ready to take him out of the ball game. And you've got Tyler Cruz, who just entered the game right now. But, again, Dominique Murphy back at the line, going in, making, giving them the last few points the East Chicago's had. Boy, the mid is on the top of East Chicago's basket. The basketball gods in the first quarter have not been favorable to East Chicago. But Murphy has kept this team in the lead with a nine-point lead by Westside. They cut into that nine-point lead just by one. 18-10 with 14 seconds to go in the first quarter. We'll see if we can if Westside can push up here and get a quality shot right now in the last 14 seconds left of the first quarter. Oh, they look pretty good, though. Baller number 12, Bryce Cooper, bringing it up. And back to number three now, Collins. Collins has got double team. That's a foul there, oh, sir. Oh, that's uh, a three, foul. That's three shots. Three. That is a cardinal no-no. Yeah, especially when the clock rolling down. And it wasn't that much clock burned off right there, no. so... It's like, let's not foul that. Only three seconds were burned off the clock, and now you're sending Derek Collins Jr. to the line to shoot three. Yeah. Let's see what we got here. What? Oh, they're stopping. 
Oh, knocks the first one down. I actually thought that was my stomach rumbling. I didn't know what that was actually going well, on. You know, you know, we, we, when, when the big people don't eat now, anybody want to bring up? Hits a second easy. Anybody wants to bring a pan of chicken wings right up here to the booth? We can bring it right on up. <laughs> you can bring it right up. You can see us right when you walk in the door. We are accepting chicken wings, and we are also accepting any type of sweet teas, lemon included. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, any sponsorship for the sizzle too? Well, you know what? <laughs> Let me say always, the sizzle brought to you by Iron Skillet Sports Media. Always here, always cutting, always innovative when it comes to your media in the region. You know, Collins hit all three comfortably right there. I tell you, that's not a guy you want to put on the line. I tell you that. You do not want to put a shooter on the line. And that should be remembered for East Chicago that's later good. on in the game. Number that three, is not a car, a player you want. Number three, big time ball. Keeps, a, keeps it under 10 points. Yes. At the end of the first quarter, Westside Leadership Academy 21. East Chicago Cardinals 13. What do you think about what have you seen right now, uh, G Sizzle? Well, as you said earlier, uh, Jay, it's been where Westside has controlled the pace of the game. The one thing that we are concerned about, you saw it, I saw it, is the concern with what is going on with the double team in the backcourt yeah. right now. A lot of pressure in the backcourt, and Westside is not handling that pressure well. And I'm wondering now, when are we going to see the big sophomore in the ballgame? Yes. Came in for a second right before the change of the quarter, but right now we want to see if he can get in and do some work down in the middle. Because honestly, Jay, there is no one in Chicago if he gets himself in there and gets leverage on everyone. Once he gets planted in the middle, there's no one that can stop him or guard him. Yeah, but Coach Bugs, as you, as you see now, he brings his kids along as he, as Dean fit. I'm pretty sure we're going to see more of the 6'9 sophomore as the game progresses. Um, but Coach is going to play well. I mean, this, this, this East Chicago ball club is a good ball club. Don't get it wrong right here. This is a quality opponent that uh, Gary Westside is playing right now. Gary Westside looks pretty good. Gary Westside coming back onto the court. We're beginning the second period right now, 21-13. Eight minutes to go in the first half of the ball game. Right now, Gary Westside inbounding the ball. Ball goes to our favorite person right now. You know, again, it's Reginald Hinton. Thought about taking a shot at the top of the key, did Derek Collins. You're holding the ball a little stagnant right there, trying to set up that. He tried to punch it and down low to Holmes, and uh, thought Holmes was going to come up a little quicker to beat the basketball. That didn't happen. East Chicago looks in the score right now. He got a lot of motion in his offense right now, but they're running the perimeter game, still not able to get the ball down inside against Westside. Big shot by number two. One thing they London didn't Walker. recognize was a mismatch. East Chicago had Collins there. Nice pass by him. Nice oh, pass. just Holmes a miss just couldn't inside. finish it. That's 23. That's another foul by Anthony Holmes. He's going to have to come out the ball game. Holmes is going to have to sit on the bench for a minute and think about what he's going to do Bugs in the second him half. In? No, he's, I think he's going to get him. Oh, he's coming to get him. He's coming right, to get him. Now we see the big sophomore. Now Tyler Cruz entering the ball game, coming in, and it, it's going to be an impact. Oh, are, we, are we playing six against five? Oh, uh, Holmes didn't want to come off. Holmes. <laughs> it was one of those ones like, did he call for me? No, he was. All right, let's see what the big sophomore could do right now. I'm really interested to see how he's going to be able to impact this ball game. It's going to be one of these things right now. Keaton Bell bringing the ball up the court. 
passed out open there trying to get that cutter jay taking a long tray all right let's let's see if they can get the ball down to the big sophomore hitting is pushing it waiting for him to run down oh they leave him by himself now that's not going to work well cruz calls for the top. ball at the top of the key the shot and good by number 12 that Bryce is Cooper Bryce Cooper again does work when he gets an opportunity this perimeter game is really good by Westside. If you leave these guards over, number 23 with a shot from East Chicago, that's off and balls out of bounds to Westside Leadership Academy. And let me say that rebound or missed rebound by East Chicago was because of great pressure by Cruz getting in, disrupting that ball, and them turning that ball over. Boy, I tell you, oh. you saw you saw number 12 penetrate Bryce Cooper, penetrating and just lost the ball. I tell you one thing, what I'm looking at right now, I think West Side's a little quicker than East Chicago. East Chicago came out strong to start the quarter, have tailed off since the quarter started. You know, that, let, let's see uh, East Chicago get the lid off the uh, basket here. All right, number 24 knocks that shot down. That is the Yamuri Wallace. Am I saying that right, Yamuri Wallace? Close enough to me. A six foot Wallace six, uh, junior? is really, he's been effective when he's been on the court. Puts up the second of the two and two. Knocks them both down. Let's see now. We see, oh, we see East Chicago pick it up again, full court. Full court. They're going with that press. Westside handling Broken that easy. press better. Broken oh. easy. What's up? Turnover. Harlem Rhodes just couldn't get that ball where the big man wanted it. Well, the problem is right now, I think they're trying to incorporate the big man into the game, and they're just not knowing where he's going to be because uh, Westside plays such a fast-paced type of game. Right. Ball into uh, Collins. Even that jumper open by number three. I tell you, boy. Collins again Collins. knocks down the open jumper at the top of the key. 27 15 West Side over the East Chicago Cardinal. Five minutes and 50 seconds left in the second quarter. I'm trying to fill it in to Murphy here, the number 23. I tell you, he's trying to force the ball. He run out with Hinton. Boy, I tell you, what a scorer this guy is. Again, just doing a layup line drill on the defense right now going in. Right now, you've got 536 in the second quarter. Westside 29, East Chicago 15. Jay, this has the hallmarks of a blowout. Well, I don't know if it's going to be a blowout, but what I'm looking at right now, you do see a Westside ball club that will run anytime they get opportunity to run. And what's happening now is that we see – East Chicago trying to force the ball inside, and when they're doing that, you're taking their guards. They're also going inside, trying to rebound against the more physical basketball team. West Side is leaking out guards, and it's all of a sudden now it's a three-on-one break, and that's what we just saw with Hinton, who is a bona fide scorer. There's no doubt about that. One thing that you're seeing with Jamil Rich and you're seeing with um, Dominique Murphy for East Chicago doing a lot of one-man, two-man game, doing a lot of hero ball, not working the offense. They're just looking to get it in, and Murphy's just going in trying to to bully ball his way through. Well, what's happening is you just can't not athletic Westside. I mean, their guards, I mean, between Collins and Hinton, their guards, man, I tell you, these are tough guards that are, are playing rock solid right now. Uh, we must keep uh, number 23, though. 
Anthony Holmes got to stay out of foul trouble. They need Holmes out here. But right now, the big sophomore is playing well, so we're going to see. I, I, we're, I think they're going to sit Holmes as long as they can. They might try to get him, sit him through it into the third quarter. Which would be ideal for the West Side Cougars. Right now, again, you've got Rich pounding that ball up at the top of the key. Again, Murphy again taking a long two, hitting that long two. Yeah, Mur- Murphy, Murphy's trying to be – Murphy's trying to be – oh, I tell you, Coach – Bugs is not happy right now. They understand the only guy who can really help them for East Chicago is Murphy. They're going to have to stop Murphy. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to take him out of the ball game, even though you see West Side's up 29-17. Coach Bugs, though, being the coach that he is, he understands when he sees trouble, and you can't let this Murphy kid get off. No, you can't let them get this lead under 10 and think that it's just going to be okay. You've got to ride this lead out and push this lead until you get to the second half. Yeah, you know, I, I, I'm I'm very impressed what I'm seeing with Westside. You see a very calm young team playing against a quality opponent right now. And and this is all about the coaching that they're receiving. Mm-hmm. And now you see that the young sophomore, the big sophomore, is still in the ballgame right now. So I'm, I'm going to see if they're going to try to punch it down in here and get him some touches. Number 12, Bryce Cooper bringing the ball up nicely. You see, you see Chicago sitting back in the zone now. They're stepping inside that zone. He was right there. I don't know why he didn't shoot that one. Now he went out to a matchup. Now they're in an extended matchup zone. Again, as you said, Jay, they're still trying to figure out how to incorporate Cruz into this offense. Finally giving him the shot. He got the shot up. 34. We, we like to see him. I'd like to see him a little deeper on the block. Murphy, the big long ball. Boy, I tell you. Murphy is trying to shoot him back into this ball game for East Chicago. Murphy closes that gap. 29-20. West side up. He dragged that back full. Cruz again getting that ball out, outletting that ball. West side ball knocked out of bounds now, by East Chicago. Now, you see they're trying to get the ball into the big sophomore, but he's getting – they're collapsing on him. But he tried to make the right pass in the inside, which was a good pass. He made the right read. It was just the motion there wasn't wasn't good enough for him really to get where he needed to go. All right, the ball's being inbounded by Hinton underneath the basket here. We'll see if they got a play that they can work. Right inside. Oh, and And one. one. Derek Collins Jr. doing his thing again. Well-coached ball club right there. Well-coached. Um, nice inbound play, and Collins attacks the basket and gets the end one. Knowing when to make that cut, going up strong, and finishing on the other end. Now all he has to do is finish the and one, and we've got a game again. Oh, I tell you, that rimmed it in and out. Missed the and one. 11-point game here with four minutes to go, 31 Nice 20. block by the sophomore, Cruz. Cruz doing Cruz. it again. Shutting the door on East Chicago. What a nice play. Let's see if we can on the side. Oh, Cruz over. Oh, I didn't call that over the back. I just wanted man. Murphy bringing up the ball now. He's trying to do everything. Yeah, Julian Holmes underplayed that rebound, allowing that rebound to get away from him. You see East Chicago trying I tell you, Cruz, Cruz is 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 Cruz is, is causing problems. You got to run out by Here number three. Here we go. There you go, Derek Collins Jr. again. Been calling his name a lot. You got Murphy again. Oh, they bailed Murphy out on that oh, one. He lost the ball going in. Murphy lost that ball going in. But Collins, you see him get to the basket. 
This Good is- explosion. Got up, got the ball into the box. I'm just saying right now, Jay, if they can keep this kind of pressure and Cruz, again, being a disruptor, if he can come into the game and be effective at redirecting shots and taking those angles away that they can come and get rebounds and defend, this game could be over. You know, we see Holmes back into the ball game here to see if he can stay out of foul trouble. Nice inbound play by East Chicago. Scored basket number 24. Uh, you Murray Wallace again. Here's Hinton attacking again. Out in the perimeter. Number zero. He misses. Come up short. Don't rebound on the inside. That would look like a foul inside. Didn't get a call. Murphy with the ball again. Murphy's attacking. Murphy, Murphy's coming downhill. He's going one on four right now. Number 11 feeds it inside. That's a that's number 24. Is a travel. Chicago. Number 24, that is Yumri Wallace on the travel. That's right. Turnover by East Chicago. Westside gets the ball back. Well, I think what you're seeing now right now, because of Westside's pressure, East Chicago's getting sped up. Yes. And and so they're trying to get the ball inside. And uh, right now, East Chicago is just a little bit too big for them. Collins, oh, he looked. Here goes Hinton, long ball. Nice, but I tell you what. They are East. Look. Derek Collins Jr. East Chicago's going to have to get a hold of him if they want to win this game because he is getting to every loose ball. Oh, he got bailed out. Twenty-four got bailed out. I again. never bail out again. But you got to give credit to Wallace. He's doing what he can to keep this game in. Between Wallace and Murphy, they are trying their best to keep this. And I'm gonna by the end of this game, I'm going to learn how to say his first name. Is that Yamari? Yamari Wallace. Yeah, I think I think that's what it is. Yeah. And he's at the line. Parents, please don't be upset that I have oh, mispronounced someone's child's name. But It's tough out here. Yeah, he, he, missed it. he missed the first one at the line. 35-22 west side, 235 left. East Chicago at the line, shooting the second of uh, two. And gets one out of two. And we have a player coming in now, number zero, coming in for Hinton. That is Julian Holmes, a 5'10 sophomore. I always like to say sophomore. Oh, number two. I tell you what, though. I tell you what. Westside has been able to penetrate inside East Chicago zone pretty easily coming off that wing. Mm -hmm. They've just been attacking coming downhill. And uh, Westside needs to close that door. But I think they're worried about um, Westside cutting back door if they start trying to close it off. You see Westside really probing that zone on the inside. East Chicago trying to extend, but every time they do, Westside does start probing that zone again. They're looking again. They're stepping inside. Offensive foul by number 12. That's Bryce Cooper. He saw that, you know, one thing Westside will do, if they're coming off the weak side, the ball swings weak, they will attack and come downhill like They will. Just a little bit too much mustard on that hot dog. But right now, I don't ask me where that came from. Don't, <laughs> I don't know that came Boy, out of tell, nowhere. I tell you, right here at Westside Leadership Academy, you hear all types of calls. That's one of the aggressive ones I've ever heard. Number one, attacking the basket in Chicago. And uh, that put back by number 45. That number is 45, Gregory that's Williams. Gregory Williams. That was the one I thought it would be a better matchup, but more of a smallish 6-7 forward, not the man in the middle. Probably more of a small forward, Jay. But, again, 
gritty play by East Chicago is keeping them in this game. Yeah, I tell you, it's only a 10-point game with two minutes left in the second quarter. This is a problem. You let teams hang around now, we, and we see Holmes in foul trouble. I think that's going to be a problem later on. And we said that earlier on. They have to push the tempo, push the pace. Shot up. I don't like that shot by Westside right Didn't there. Didn't like it. Rush uh, shot. It's too, early. it's too early. Let's run some clock. Um, the clock is your friend there. It's Murphy again. I tell you, that guy That guy is going to light you up. Murphy's keeping him in the ball game. First time we're under 10 points right now. Mm-hmm. Westside's missed a couple of easy baskets right now. Oh, I tell you, just missed a run out by East Chicago. Number two. Uh, and luckily, London Walker just missed Westside, that pass. That was a fast break that was coming. Yeah. Now, Westside needs to get it come under control right now and right. let's not speed themselves up. Slow this game down a little bit. Go back to the fundamentals, things that they were doing in the first and second quarter. I tell you what, their face, guarding, their face guard hitting, though. They, won't, they don't want hitting to get the basketball. True. Nice shot by number 12. Oh, Bryce, Bryce Cooper. Cooper. One from the parking lot. Shot was good. 38-27 lead. They're going to get the ball. I had to get the ball out of Murphy's hands. They've Murphy, got to. they got to get the ball out of Murphy. Here comes 24, penetrating the inside. Looking for a foul, didn't get one. And push out by Hinton. Still pushing, still pushing. Nobody stopping him. He's taking it to the basket. And misses the, misses the layup. I tell you what, if you're not going to stop Hinton, Hinton's going to keep going. He's just going to cut charge right at you. You know? Right at you. He keeps coming at you. Has a lot of Darius Garland. That you know, kind, he, he controls the ball well, handles the ball well. Yeah. And he will go aggressively to the hoop. Shot up. This Missed. is that uh, first one. 38-27 Westside Leadership Academy, right under a minute to go. See the big uh, sophomore back in the game, the 6-9 Cruz for Westside. Reginald hitting again at the line. Shot up. Missed both of them. Missed two. They need to have those. They need to cheat the ball out of Murphy's hands. He's going to run right down their back. He's coming up and pulling up and shooting that. Oh, I tell mm-hmm. you what. That whistle, boy, I tell you, you know, some, I don't know if he plays in a band. Is the whistle part Is the whistle part of it? Is that an instrument in the band? We just got to play it? Here's the thing. That was a bad foul, not because the player made the bad foul, but put into a bad position. Yeah, yeah. It's just, but one thing about East Chicago, East Chicago has kept going to the basket. And what you're looking at now, that they're starting to put some of the bigs for Westside into foul trouble. I'm a little concerned for Westside going deep into this game. Are we going to lose Holmes? Are we going to lose some of these other bigger players um, for Westside who's been playing so well? And we're back under 10 again, right? Yeah, 38-29 Westside Leadership Academy. Just under 40 seconds to go in the second period. Westside needs to buckle down with the last 30 seconds they have, get a quality shot, and get a two-for-one right now, Jay. Well, we're looking again. They're on that perimeter game right now, and and East Chicago is just not going to let these guards dive. Nice inside move again. I tell you, that, that, that push... Harlem Rhodes does yeah. it again. Yeah, and, and they're just coming down that baseline, and they're getting that feed coming in because of the penetration skills of Westside. Yes. East Chicago is closing down on them, but they're coming up from the baseline. And uh, when your guy leaves, you replace where he leaves, and that's what that's just good offensive basketball. Jump shot by number 11. That is uh, Isaiah Jules. 
Isaiah Jules with the long three before the end of the half. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the end of the first half, the end of the second quarter. Westside 40, East Chicago 32. Yeah, you know, I tell you what, Greg, this has been a uh, great um, display of basketball here at a high level here in Northwest Indiana, right here at 900. Is it Jerry Street? Jerry Street. And 900 Jerry Street. I wouldn't want to call it Geary. Because you're in Geary. You're Geary Westside Leadership Academy. You know, that's what we are. And uh, you see a really good basketball team now playing um, very well. The only thing I'm really concerned about is the foul situation right now with Westside. Uh, We do see Holmes a number of times got fouls called on him, and he had ended up going to um, the bench earlier. And I think we're going to see that again with Coach Bugs because we need to keep him fresh for the end of this basketball game. You know what? Let me say this. This game being brought to you sponsorship by the regional lawyers, Guy and Allen, the funeral directors, and Tobert and Tobert, attorneys at law. And you know the Tobert's friends of the show. Great guest. If you have not seen or heard our interview with Attorney Tobert, make sure that you're looking for the sizzle, the sizzle 219. Anywhere where you find your podcast, anywhere where you find your information, you can find us in shows that we have had on WGVE and podcasts that we've had. Make sure that you're looking for us, The Sizzle, on Iron Skillet Radio and Iron Skillet Television. One thing that's really cool about The Sizzle is that we not only bring you really good guests, but we also bring you just great programming. Great programming. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know, The Sizzle is on from 8 p.m. to 12 a.m. every Saturday here on WGVE 88.7 FM. It is the hottest talk in the 219. It is the only talk in the 219. It is where you get not only music, you get culture, you get everything. We talk community, we talk sports, and we talk music. That's right, Jay Sizzle on the ones and twos. G Sizzle's on the ones and twos. We give you some of the best house mixes, some of the old school mixes that you will have in the region. I know others do it, but it just seems like we do it better because it's hotter, it's wetter. It is the sizzle. It is the hottest talk in the 219. Listen, Jay, we are so excited about calling this game. Again, if you're just tuning in, Gary Westside up 40-32 over East Chicago. The East Chicago Cardinals made a furious comeback in the second quarter, Jay, and they have been trying their best to have their way with this team, but Westside not allowing it. Defense a very strong point in the first quarter. Second quarter, defense waned a little bit, but shots were still available. Shots were being taken, and you got a chance to really see some of the players do some amazing things. And when I say amazing, I mean these young men were putting in work. Some of the the stars of the first half, Julian Holmes, you've got Reginald Hinton and Derek Collins Jr. And let me tell you something. I have enjoyed seeing Tyler Cruz come in at the pregame show. We talked about it. We talked about what Cruz brings to this offense and not only to the offense, what he does defensively. He offsets shots. He makes balls go in a little different. You know, you can't get the angle. You can't get that lean in that you want when 
you've got Cruz out there defending that middle or coming off a pick down or he's coming off of anything, any action, he's the man that you want to see a lot of movement from. And I think as this second half starts, Coach Bucks is going to find other ways to incorporate Cruz into this offense, and they're going to get more comfortable with Cruz. But one thing I will say is this. As long as you've got Hinton and Collins and Rhodes shooting the way that they're shooting right now, it will offset a lot of the woes. And one of the things we know right now, we haven't even seen the best of Keaton Barnes. We know that Anthony Holmes has been in foul trouble. He's got to get that situation straight, but they've got to stop the penetration by Jameel Bell of East Chicago, and he's able to get that ball to Murphy, to Wallace. They've been doing the majority of the damage for East Chicago, which again has them at 32. We thought this might be a blowout win for the Westside Cougars, but oh no, the East Chicago Cardinals have said, not so quick, my friend. There's something more we want you to do, and that is defend us and play us to the end. This is a game that's going to go right down to the final quarter. Yeah, and I'm really excited about that. I'm really excited about what we're going to see and what's going to happen. Uh, i tell you what we're going to do, G. I think we're going to go ahead and play a, a quick musical interlude here for about three or four minutes. Okay. Let us uh, get water, water ourselves down, the big fellas, and then we're going to come back live. This is 88.7. WGVE, and uh, we want you to just wiggle it a little bit. We'll be back in four minutes or so. Enjoy the music. Just a little bit as it grows. I bet you move in your body. I think 
from side to side. I bet the groove that you're hearing is keeping you satisfied. Dancing by yourself is bad for your health. So grab a cutie by the hand and tell her that you want to dance as it grooves. Feel the tension in the air and now you're hyped. You're getting down because the sound is just your type. G-M-N-D-O-S-E's kicking it to you, right? So come on, come on, party hardy all night and wiggle it just a little bit. You know who it is. You know what it is. It's the sizzle here at Gary Westside Leadership Academy. We are doing the thing that cannot be done by anyone else. Well, at least that's the story I tell. We're wiggling it just a little bit? Wiggling it just a little bit. I had to stand up and wiggle myself. I am wiggling it just a little bit. I wish you all could have seen uh, G. Sizzle wiggling a little bit. We see Westside Leadership Academy wiggling a little bit, 40 to 32. Uh, Getting ready to start this uh, second half and it's starting the third quarter what do you think about what we're going to see right now right now hopefully you go back to the basis you go back to what you did originally at the beginning of the game play fast play hard hit open shots take that jumper when it is available and just move that ball around move it to that open shooter hot hand takes the shot but right now again you've got Holmes, you've got hinton and you've got right now collins just dominating with those shots, Jay. Well, we're going to see what we got to do. We know Murphy right now. Um, he's been the catalyst for East Chicago. We got to see if that's going to continue to go on. Uh, right now, we got. Let's see what that East Chicago is inbounding the basketball. Number three has the ball up top. That is ball swings to the wing to die deep inside the number twenty-four. He's being pushed out by Westside. Oh, almost a steal by almost, almost a steal by steal. number three, Derek Collins. Knocks him down, going over the top. And we see Coach Bucks might have to go to his bench here really quick. Again, it's one of those things, as we said before, if you can do what you did in the beginning, you will walk away with a victory. But it's got to be a lot of hard man-to-man defense. You've got to stay crisp, stay hands up, keep those hands clean, no reaching. But just do what you do. Offset those shots. Make those angles a little bit hard. Again, Murphy going in for work. That's what you got to do. You got to rebound that ball. You got to get it when it is coming. Comes with the ball, pushing up on the left side. Look for the handoff to hit, and that got stopped. Number twenty-three, Anthony Holmes, with the ball right now. Back in number twenty-four, Barnes with the ball up top. Number five, looking inside, probing. No. Push up by East Chicago up to the right-hand side of the floor. 
Number three, looking for looking for Murphy again, looking for that offense. Double team by West Side, right on the baseline, kicks the ball back up to the top. Ball back up top to number 24. Anthony Holmes doing a really good job on Murphy because of foul trouble in the early half. Still right there. Right now oh, the ball is pushing. Oh. oh, another turnover. Don't foul, don't Murphy foul, again with the quick putback. Right now, Westside's got to buckle down, take that good shot that they've been taking before. Once they get to that open spot, take your shot. Yeah, it's only a six-point lead by Westside right now. Westside's got to settle down a little bit and not get sped up. Here's the attack by Collins on the inside. And nice layup. Nice. Derek Collins, 6'3", junior, attacking the basket. You're listening to The Sizzle here on WGVE 88.7 FM. We're here at Westside Leadership Academy. Westside playing against East Chicago. The Cardinals right now trailing. Oh, nice oh, block nice. by number five. Oh. Harlem Rose coming in from the baseline. Defending. I want to thank Gary School District here and Gary School Media. Our department doing a great job putting on this fantastic game for you to hear live right here at Gary Westside Leadership Academy. Westside up by 8, 42-34 over East Chicago. Attack by number 24. I tell you, coming down here, Wallace, the big junior, keeping East Chicago in the game. Oh, he got buried up underneath there. Got buried. Number 24 for uh, Westside. Coming down, charging <laughs> I tell you what, right now, it's only a four-point game now. You see Chicago charging back. Here's Hinton. Here we go. Westside can't get sped up. Hinton just lost his dribble, picked it back up, swings it out to number 23, back up top. Now you see Westside probing. Nice pass on the inside. Number 24, Keaton Barnes on the school. Keaton Barnes making his imprint felt coming back into the game in foul trouble in the first half. Going back out, stretching that lead a little bit more from six-point lead, 44-38 here at Westside. I think what you're seeing, too, Westside is getting sped up a little bit by East Chicago. They got to settle down in their offensive game, and you're going to have to stop this guy, Murphy, right here because he, I tell you, this is a big-time scorer right here, number 23, Dominique Murphy, his six-foot-six junior, looks good. Boy, I tell you, oh, just missed a bunny on the inside. Straight line drive by Bryce Cooper. He just missed it. Is that Wallace with the ball here? Number 24. Number 24 has the ball. It's been a Wallace and Murphy show for East Chicago. And they're going to look again to get the ball back to Wallace. He's there unguarded right now. You got to come up and you got to defend. You got to get this rebound. Well, that ball bounced all over the place for East Chicago. You see a big foul by number 24. Um, Yamiri Wallace, that was an unnecessary foul right there. That could cost him later on in the ballgame. Wallace trying to get to the ball, but again, Westside having good position and taking the right angle. And so right now, you've got a timeout on the floor, 4-9, 44-40. Westside clinging to a four-point lead, Jay. Yeah, I tell you what, East Chicago came out hot, came out pushing right now. Westside has to um, just withstand the surge. Mm-hmm. Of East Chicago, I think East Chicago is going to extend a lot of energy right now. If Westside can just extend this lead out four points or so here in the next minute or two, I think you might see Westside take off and, and and go away. Now, if you do see East Chicago close this lead, now we got a ball game. We're starting zero zero again. 
and anybody because East Chicago is a very good basketball team. One of the things you had said earlier, this game looks a little bit different in the second half. This is not how Westside started out. Westside started out hot, hitting open shots right now. Not a lot of shots to be offered that East Chicago is locked down on their defense. Well, well, I think what you're seeing now, too, is the East Chicago team is finally being really tested. Um, wasn't expected to be tested like this. I don't believe they thought Westside was as good as they are, and now they're starting to see this Westside uh, Cougars basketball team is a team to be reckoned with here in Northwest Indiana. And, you know, again, Jay, we always talk about that benchmark and the, the benchmark and the point for Westside right now. You know, they are one of the best teams in the region. When they get to 60, between 62 to 65 points, they're undefeated. And they're on pace right now to get that right now. We, what we need to see, I think we need to see Westside slow this game down. Really take their time, and set up their better. shot. They're, they're getting sped up by East Chicago. As you said, getting sped up, take your time, go back, grind it out. Yeah, this they, is that time where you grind. They need to sit out on the perimeter and let East Chicago have to come out and defend this perimeter. Right now, East Chicago is packed in. They're just now they're just now stepping out above the three-point line. Now that's when you're going to see Westside go ahead and start working now because they have some room to work. Skip pass to number 23. A little bit short. He gets his own rebound, comes to the inside, and scores. That is Anthony Holmes. Nice job by him. Holmes doing a great job. Getting his own rebound, going back. Oh, they got bailed out. Oh, I tell you. I, you know, I it's you. one of those things. You have to watch when it comes to Jamil Bell. He has been effective in getting in and being a disruptor. He's the point guard who's leading all of this charge for East Chicago. So right now, again, as you said, Jay, Westside just has to come in, play their game, calm down. Right now, you've got a change on the scene. You've got Bryce Cooper going out. You've got Reginald Hinton coming into the game. Uh, they're looking to put some offense. Here's Murphy again. Boy, I tell you, this is a score right here for East Chicago. Murphy with the fadeaway you know, jumper. We got, we got full court pressure here. Ball full being court. pushed up by Westside. Knight broke it. Oh, I tell you what, I think it's the lids on that side of the basket right now. Keep going up. And finally... What nice work by number 24 for Westside, Keaton Barnstein, up on the basket. And I'm going to tell you, I think it's that end of the court because Westside, there's the lids over there. I think, I think it's the short man with the long finger up there. I think that something's wrong and that lid is closed over there. But as you said before, Keaton Barnes coming back, working very hard, keep grinding, going out, but you've got to knock down your free throws. Yeah, we need these free throws. You're already missing some points from the first half. We see uh, the number five go off uh, Harlem Road. He looked in a little bit of distress there. They're coming to check him out. I think uh looks like he's pretty, pretty okay. Oh, we hit the one out of two there for Barnes. Five-point lead for Westside right now, 47-42, three minutes to go in the third period. Right now, Westside, as you said, Jay, trying to slow it down, take their time. And East Chicago trying to speed them up to get this into a shooting match. Yeah, we just saw Wallace go out the ball game for East Chicago. Let's see. Oh, nice backdoor oh. by Murphy. I tell you, he's got to he's got to be well deep into the double digits now. It's got to be 18, 19 points in this game. Murphy has that look, looking like Caleb Martin for the Miami Heat. What I don't like, what I see right now with Westside, they're relying way too much on way too much on the. Uh, Outside jumper right now. Long jumpers, not getting the ball into the paint, not working their offense. It's one of the. It, it can be a recipe for disaster. And what you have to do is, as you said earlier, Jay, go back to the basics. 
go back to doing what got you the lead. All right, now Hinton has to now put his stamp on this basketball yes, game right now. He has to direct the ship. He needs to he needs to get these guys in a good position. Wallace with a nice oh, I tell you, nice rebound on the inside. Just nice by Collins. To stop the ball coming down. East Chicago on a breakout. Nice job by number 23 for Westside Holmes pushing the ball back. That should be offensive right there. Did they call a block? Offensive foul. Wow. No, that was offensive. Yeah, that was offensive. Yeah, okay. Offensive foul. I, I thought I thought he I thought he was all the blocking sign out. Bryce Cooper took that and kudos to him. That was a yeoman effort to take that foul. All right, so Greg, I'm I'm a little concerned here. 47-44 West Side. Two minutes left in here. We let East Chicago stay around right now, and this could be a problem for West Side if we don't figure out how to get this ball to the basket. Right now, again, you have to work around that perimeter, Jay. You have to get your ball to your shooters. Right now, and East Chicago doing a great job of making sure that they are rallying up. Well, what's happening is you're seeing a matchup 2-3 zone, and they're extending above the three-point line, mm-hmm. making Westside not have angles to throw the ball inside. Correct. So now we got to see with Westside. they got to figure out, can they figure a way to get this ball to the backside because um, that's where the openings are in these two-three zones. you got to step inside another long jump shot. Big jumper there by number 12. Bryce Cooper again doing his best to make sure that this game is pushed out. Right now, 50-44. Westside with the six-point lead. They need to stop right here. We need to stop. We need to stop this kid, Murphy. Murphy with the ball at the three-point line. Ducks inside. Number three. Holmes, another foul. Do you double him? I, I'm, get, I'm, get the ball out I'm getting the ball out of his okay. hands. I'm, I'm not letting him beat me up like this. Okay. I mean, he's putting everybody in foul trouble. You, you don't see. You know, Rhodes is trying to come in. I don't know if he can. Oh, he's, he's coming. Holmes, Barnes, everyone's in trouble. It has been one of those shows they, where – this is what I've been worried about right now mm-hmm. with this, this attrition of fouls right here. These early fouls are now going to start. Um, yeah, it's because you have a, still a whole quarter to play, and here, now you've got Murphy. your backcourt. Here, here comes Murphy. Push out by Westside. Push. Attack, attack. Nice job by East Chicago. Collins looking inside. Big-time shot. Big-time shot. Big-time players Collins. make big-time shots. Derek Collins. Pushes out to an eight-point lead now. This is what Westside needed. Let's see if they can get this ball turned over another stop. Get this back up to double digits. That's where they need to be right now. They need to get away from East Chicago a little bit. Yeah, they have to give themselves a little room, something that they can work with right now. And going into this last quarter, you want to have a definite cushion. Right now, keeping Murphy that ball again on the from the perimeter. outside. Murphy again with the shot. Shot missed. Westside pushing the ball up the court. Hinton with the ball, passing it over. Okay, he just stepped. I'm wondering if you're starting to see Murphy's legs starting to go away from him now. Because he's exerting so much energy on the defensive end. He stepped on the line? Yeah, stepped on the line. Collins. That, Cooper. That was Bruce Cooper. Stepped on the line right there, turned the ball over. East Chicago ball. 52-44. Westside is leading right now with uh, 12 seconds left in the third quarter. i tell you what, now, this is, uh, again, you said Westside played really well. Um, they've gotten the double that lead up. Remember, it was four points. Now they've got it back up to eight right now, even though East Chicago has the ball. They have to figure out now how to stop Murphy. If they can stop Murphy, they can win this ball game. Well, I have an idea. Keep the ball out of his hand. Nice shot inside. Nice shot right before the end of the half. 
That you cannot have, and I know Coach is going to have a long discussion with them. Marquise Winters with the shot right before the end of the half. Right now, you're looking at the fourth quarter, 52-46, Westside with the lead. I'll tell you what, I'm going to give a programming note back to the station because we are live right here at Westside Leadership Academy. Thanks to WGVE 88.7 FM, the voice of education right here. We're going to give a programming nod to you guys to let you know uh, right at the end of this ballgame, we will talk for a few minutes and wrap the game up, and then we'll play a song, and then we'll send it back live to you guys. We'll toss it back to you. Gary Schools Media Department is here again giving you everything you need. If you're looking for the best in sports in the region, we are here. And if you're looking always for the best talk in the region, if you're looking for the best talk in the 219, you found it with the sizzle here on WGVE 88.7 FM. Make sure that you like, follow, and subscribe to all of our programming on any social media platform that you're on. You know what, too, and there's also so much great programming on WGVE. You got Jeff Smith in the morning. I mean, giving you commentary and news and really a great insight on what's going on in the world. You have Big Papa in the afternoon. That's right. You want to do a little body rolling with Big Papa. You know, he was talking about himself out body rolling. He, you know, he, you know, he body rolls on Wednesday. I can't. Let me tell you something. If I body rolled on Wednesday, Tuesday, or Thursday, that is automatically going to the county we, person. We, we should have a big man body roll off. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Big Papa. It's the beginning of the fourth quarter, fourth period. Westside up 52-46 on Gary, the East Chicago Cardinals. Shot up, shot That was missed. a fourth shot by him. I didn't like that shot again. We need to work the ball and get something. That was a carry by number 23. Was a carry. There's Murphy attacking his side. Again, you've got to get that ball out of his hand. You've got right, to get that miss, ball out of his hand. Missed a close shot. West side on the floor for the basketball. Great by number 24. Floor. Number 12 bringing the ball up. Now off to, oh. Nice run out. What again. Derek Collins. Derek Collins again on the run out. run out. Collins on the inside. Boy, I, Collins is everywhere. Is this a jump ball? Is this a jump ball? Collins is everywhere. Rhodes is everywhere. I mean, they're they're diving on the floor, getting after it. Mm-hmm. West side really playing tough right now. We got we see number twenty three back in the ball game, Anthony Holmes. You see Coach Bugs now trying to spot him in and out. Yes, because he has to worry about this foul situation he's got going on right now. He's got to get his players back in the game. Ball kicked up high, called deep. Number twenty four with the ball from East Chicago on the wing on the left wing. Back up top to the key. And you see Westside running. The, you see East Chicago running the baseline a lot. Westside's got to look over their shoulder now and see what's going on behind them. Got a perimeter game going from East Chicago right now. Looking for cutters. Nothing there. Nothing there. Ball thrown into the backcourt. Murphy yep. tried to save the ball. Turnover. Westside ball. Big pressure. Big turnover. I think that's a moment we have to mark right now. That, that turnover right at seven minutes in the fourth quarter. Could be a momentum swinger. Right now for Westside, they've got to do their part, pull this lead out a little bit more, but they're working, Jay. Defense has and been doing their job. This has been a, you see Holmes trying to step inside. Good shot oh, by Holmes. Oh, Holmes. Oh, all the way. Timeout from East Chicago. You saw Holmes looking right there, penetrating, wanted to get to his spot, took that open jumper right there. That's why Coach Bugs had to get him back into the ballgame. Ten-point lead, 56-46, 6-44 left. Westside. Leadership Academy over East Chicago. And right now, it's one of those things. 
Central is trying to figure out again a way to stop this offensive onslaught by Westside. Now, you know what we really need to see, too? Uh, you would like to see uh, uh, Westside now uh, just really clamp down on defense now, try to turn them over because we know East Chicago is going to speed this game up. And uh, I think when we start seeing that, we'll start seeing this crowd really get into it. Uh, we, this West Side has been in command of this ball game from the tip. It's one of those things when you look at Holmes, Hinton, you look at Collins, you look at their tandem of guards. And the question is at this point now, is Westside's tandem of guards better than East Chicago Central's tandem of guards? Uh, Are they better? And can they bring this game home with timely shooting and effective passing and getting to where they need to get to their spots on the floor. I believe they're just more physical. They're quicker and more physical. I think that's what's happening. I think they're wearing down these Chicago guards. Bell bringing the ball up against number one Hinton. They're probing, patting the ball on the outside. I'm looking for East Chicago. There's Murphy looking deep on that one. Nope. And we got number 24 attacking, your Euro step. Number three with the long jump shot. Walker come off west side. Hinton. Hinton came up strong with the rebound. Pulling that rebound down. Holmes a little hobble, but he looks like he's okay. Holmes with the ball. For west side at the top of the key. They're swinging the ball around to Cooper. Pat the ball. Looking, looking, probing. Jab step. Oh, lost it right there. At the key. Oh, in and out. Which way is that? It kind of foul on 24 on west side. Keaton Barnes coming over the top. Hmm. You know, that is one of these things right now. Let's let hey, if you don't have it, if you don't have it, let it go now. Right. What is going on here? We got a stoppage of play. Right now you're listening to WGVE. This is the Sizzles presentation of Gary Leadership Academy here at Westside Leadership Academy as the Gary Cougars take on the East Chicago Central High School. Cardinals right now with the lead 56-46, six minutes to play in the fourth quarter. Push that ball back. Push that lead back out to 10 points like we talked about earlier. Got a little cushion now. Six minutes left in the ball game. Let's see if Westside can bring this home. A lot of discussions, Jay, by the officials. What is it that they're talking about right now? What are they trying to assess? Do we want cheese on our burger or not when we leave out? That's what I want to know. Are you a cheese and onion guy? No. I'm not a cheese nor onion guy. Oh my goodness, that's right. Am I, you, you're trying to, you're trying to, you know, I got a delicate constitution over here. I can't, I can't have those things. <laughs> you know, too much red sauce. You know, I'm, 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 I'm down about pablum right about now. Oh my goodness, Westside is defending well. East Chicago moving that ball around, trying to probe again. Murphy trying well, to take you, the shot. Three Cougars closing on Murphy right there. Push from the back by number twelve. Push from the back, going the other way. I tell you, three Cougars closing on Murphy right now, saying you're not going to beat us, sir. It's one of those things, we talked about it before, somehow you have to get under control Murphy and you have to get under control Wallace. All right, we see East Chicago. Pressure again. Pressure, looking at Westside, West picking pushing it up the ball correctly. Up and hitting down to the middle, jump shot. No, Cooper with the putback, no, 24. Well, no, rejection Ooh. by another Murphy. Here comes East Chicago on the drive, coming down. Took on the old ball club right there. Again, as I said, you've got to figure out a way to stop Dominique Murphy, and you've got to stop Wilder. So right now what you're seeing, both these teams speeding up this game right Ooh, now. Bad turnover by Westside. Yeah. All right, so Westside's got to slow the game down. Westside's got to slow the game down. Let's not speed this up because East Chicago wants to go fast. You're up eight points, five minutes left. East Chicago's in desperation mode. You know they're not going to go quietly into that good night. 
you know. And so right now, as Westside being a young ball club, now they need to learn how to put teams away. So one of these games right now, as you said earlier, Jay, this is a good game. This is a game of two wheels, the will to win and the will to keep winning. And one of these clubs is going to have to impose their will in these last five minutes to walk away with the W. You know, and hopefully they don't uh, try to smack you by the side of the head like Will Smith. There's a lot of will going on right there. I will concur. <laughs> I see what happens here uh, to East Chicago. And hit them both there at number 24. Yeah, uh, again, you've got Mary to figure Wallace. out what you're going to do with Wallace and Murphy. Six. They have been the bell cows. Okay. Here we go again. There's a steal by a steal by East Chicago. Westside up. Poor pass Six. by Westside. Poor pass. they got to figure out. This young team's got to figure out. And a bunny on the inside for East Chicago. All right. Runoff now. I tell you, that cross-court pass I do not like. That attack. East Chicago with the big block at the rim, a run out, and they threw it. There you go. Jumper on the outside, East Chicago. You see East Chicago's crowd is now into it. 56-51, 426 left. We have a ball game, sir. This was what you said earlier. This was the fear that now Westside has allowed East Chicago to get back in close enough to make this game a 0-0 game. Yeah, and, and this was the big thing right now. I didn't want to see Westside get sped up. And I think that's what's happened right now. I think you saw the young ball club not understanding what needed to be done. Pressure came on them. They weren't expecting it. And that cross-court throw, we've seen that a couple of times from up here. We knew that, that that's, a, that's a pass at some point in time is going to get picked off. Somebody's got to come get the basketball, wave everybody off, and let's push the ball up. I, I would like to see Hinton just bringing the ball up against pressure right there. Jay, how do you stop that trap that East Chicago is applying well, to the backcourt? Number one, you got to inbound, inbound the ball faster. As soon as the ball, soon as the ball goes through the hoop, you can't, can't be lackadaisical. Got to grab the ball, get the ball. Don't let them set the trap up. Then come down and have somebody who's going to pick that, who's going to pick the trap. So when they go to pick the trap, you know the guy's coming. They got to step in front of him. Let's get that. Let's get that uh, foul coming in right now. Though, okay, this is what has to happen. Westside now has to take time, burn his clock, and they need to get the ball coming downhill to the basket. We need to get to the line and start knocking some of these balls out. What I'm concerned about right now is that you're going to see Westside get sped up a little bit, and they're going to take an ill-gotten shot with uh, people hanging over the top of them. I don't like Westside's body language right now. The aggression is not there as it was in the first half. No, we need, yeah. Long yeah. shot. Don't like that shot, but a nice rebound by Westside. Stepping inside. Now, I'll tell you what, um, Westside is attacking on the inside once they got that rebound. That was number 12. Bryce Cooper attacking inside. That was number 12 for East Chicago. Marquise Winters. Winters defending. The foul. This is a big free throw right here. Four minutes and 10 seconds left, 56-55. Westside, quiet in here. First shot, and it's good. I tell you, Ice Warden in vain, Bryce Cooper. We see um, Mr. Rhodes waiting to come into the ballgame right now. Let's well, see. Bryce Cooper has to knock this other one down, make it a three-point lead, and ultimately you can win this game with a three-point lead, but I would prefer a four-point lead. That's just me doing the math. All right, so here we go. Let's, let, let's see how we're going to defend this right quick. You see Hinton coming up to pick this up right from Bell early. Let's put pressure on him. Let's put pressure on him. 
Let's keep your hands back. Let's not foul. Where is Murphy? Murphy's got the ball up top at the key. He's looking. 24 balls come up. They double-team Murphy there. Murphy's looking. He got the ball out of his hands. That was good. You see Bell with the ball attacking on the inside. Ooh. Nice move by Bell. Euro coming in. Euro step. Only defense by Westside allowing. All right. Push the ball, Westside. Push the ball. Push the ball. Allowing for East Chicago to score right now. Another turnover. Now, these, these passes Four are just lazy on it. By Westside. East Chicago looking for their first lead. The, I mean, their second lead of the ball game right now. This is a big, this, East Chicago stand, fans are standing up. Everybody's standing up right now. This is a big, a big point right here. Bell against Hinton. They're looking for number 23, Murphy. Murphy's got the ball deep in the box. Oh, blocked by Holmes. Blocked. Very good block by Holmes. Exciting Holmes. Big block by Holmes against Murphy. I tell you, I saved that one right there. Guess what? Knock, knock. Who's home? Holmes. Holmes came and knocked the ball loose. That's right. the one. Here's the problem right now. We need to get this ball inbounded. Okay. And we need to push this ball down here. Let's get a breakout. Yes, sir. Somebody come to the ball. Somebody come to the ball. Good. And there you go. Just take your time. Take, take your, your time. time. Take your time. That's a foul right there. Foul on so, 24, Keaton Ball. So what you're seeing right now is that Westside is getting the ball inbounded. They're pushing the ball up the up the sidelines, and then they're just going in and attacking now against two against one against the background defender. They got to go up now. They, they said that was on the ground. They didn't uh, give that one to him. Didn't give inbound. Him. Okay. But take your time. Take your time. Don't like that jumper right there. Don't like Don't that Don't like the long jumper right now. Need Don't to work like inside. Right there. If you're west side right now, you've got yeah. to put points on the board. Well, with the ball against uh, Cooper. East Chicago, down one, looking for the lead. Looking for the lead. Who wants to take this jumper? Number four outside for East Chicago, looking at probing, looking at probing. Well, we got timeout East Chicago. They had number four trapped there on Ketona Bell. They had him. No, that wasn't Ketona. That was Lamar Smith. They had him trapped in the corner. You saw a quick timeout from East Chicago. We have um, how much time is left on the uh, on the shot clock? I'm not sure. Two thirty-seven on the game clock right now. Well, here's the amazing thing that you're looking at when you're looking at this game. Westside has gone to switching in the second half, their defensive sets. And now you've got a lot of mismatches. If East Chicago sees some of these mismatches, this could be a problem for Westside down the stretch. Well, I think what's happening is you're seeing Westside trying to find Murphy mm-hmm. on the defensive side. And right, and let's not let him beat us right now because that's the guy who's been putting it to you the whole night. And let's get a number four like a Lamar Smith or somebody like that, have to put the ball up, who's not used to playing big-time minutes. And we're going to see what's going to happen right now. Um, big time for Westside, up 58, 57, 237 left in the fourth quarter. You know it don't get no better than this right here in Northwest Indiana basketball. You want your prep basketball right here in Northwest Indiana. You should be right at Gary Westside. A full stadium is fantastic. What a great night for basketball here. Not a million degrees below zero. I'm okay. East Chicago breaking the huddle. Westside coming in. They, again, as you said, Jay, you've got to figure out a way to defend East Chicago. All right, so let's not get lost out of this right now because right now they're still looking to see who's got who. All right. Let's see where we're running now. All right. So you're looking at You've got Wallace and you've got um, Murphy. 
right. got to figure out ball into Wallace. He goes down into the middle. All right. We see um, we go. He's Chicago up 59-58. We have not been able to figure out. And Westside again, over and back. Over and back by each, but they never had possession of the basketball. Not understanding that call, though. That was a break for Westside. Westside down by one now. Two minutes and 16 seconds left. Got to get it going to the basket right now. East Chicago did not go away. They've been fighting, and this is the thing we said at the beginning of the broadcast, and now we are here, Jay, where you've got Westside got to make some decisions right it's now. There's a lot of standing by Westside right now. It look, look like they not don't want to know where the, where the offensive set is going to go. It's just a lot of standing. A lot of ball pressure right now. And Hitton's playing one-on-one. Got bailed out on that foul. Got bailed out by East Chicago. A lot of standing by Westside right now. And I just think they're out of sync with their offense. Seems as though the offense for Westside has not been in sync since the end of the second quarter. And right now they're holding on for dear life. Already down by one with two minutes to go. East Chicago 59. Tie ball game. Tie ball game, West Side with the shot. Two minutes up. Well, I tell you, you don't get better than this, G Sizzle. I tell you, we bring the fire every time. Tie ball game, East Chicago with the ball under two minutes. Yeah, Hinton with a miss of the one of two. You know where they're going. They're going to Murphy, East Chicago, patting the ball up top by the logo. Hinton extends. You see number one, Bill, and I tell you, just that wrap curl on the backside. We got to move that ball up. I don't like these cross-court passes. Don't like them at all. Almost a backcourt violation. The, the ball didn't travel over. That's just a bad shot right there. Turnover by Westside. Run out. Run out. 63-59, 120 Cougars down by four. I tell you, this, the Cougars are just a young ball club who haven't figured out how to win yet, mm-hmm. and they haven't figured out how to beat this press on a regular basis, and that's what the problem is. I think you're just seeing the team maturing. Mm-hmm. Right now, it's still only down by four, 116 left. Um, somebody's going to have to bail the Cougars out. Um, what they're going to have to do, though, is figure out how to get this ball in on the inbound. But part of that problem is we talked about that. You cannot be slow about getting the ball in. That ball's got to come in right now. It's got to come in right off that rim, and you've got to make sure you know where you're going. Go with efficiency. And as you said, Jay, I don't like those cross-court passes. No, it's been lazy going across cross-court, and they're, they're sitting in like a, a free safety. Right. And they're looking like, hey, you know, they're just patting, they're waiting for like a center fielder. We're going to pat the glove and catch the ball coming across, and that's basically what you're seeing right now. Right now, long passes have led to turnovers by Westside. Right now, at one point, Jay, this was a consistent double-digit lead. Well, yeah, and, I, and 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 what we talked about earlier, right, was about about Westside getting sped up by East Chicago, and I think that's what happened. East Chicago imposed their will on Westside, and right now we see with one minute and 16 seconds left in the ball game, 59-63, Westside down by four. The Cougars now are going to have to come out and get some type of offense going, mm-hmm. and then we're going to have to get a stop on the back end. Again, this was where my math was going earlier. Even though I like being up by three, that four is a different number, and that yeah. extra point plays a difference in this equation. Yeah. So now, now we got to see right now, Murphy has been playing really, really well. And he's been Murphy's the one playing center field for uh, East Chicago. So their best player is waiting in the middle. They're going to trap this ball again. 
All right, here to go. The ball's inbounded to number 12, and that is uh, Cooper bringing the ball up. Again, Westside is having a hard time, and that's a that pass again, skipping across. they got to get the ball across. All right, Westside just scored, 61-63, under a minute to go. Westside needs a stop. They need to stop this guy coming down the middle. Hill, big ball pressure. Ball Watch out for Bell coming off that back door. Rebound. Shot up, rebound. Good, strong rebound by Derek Collins. Timeout, Westside. 42 seconds. Now, you know, Westside can run this thing down and have the last shot. Do we want to do that? Are you confident right now, the way your shooters are playing, that this last shot would be a Westside tying shot? Well, the issue has got to be right now, do you go fast? Mm-hmm. Because either direction now, it's that 45-second clock. doesn't matter. If you if you don't score, now you have to steal the ball from me, Chicago. Right. So I say you're going to run the clock down, get the best shots you can. And uh, you only need a two. You don't need a three to win this thing. Run this ball down a little bit, and let's see if you can get a, uh, a backdoor cut to get the ball laid up. Let's see Let's see if we can work some. I don't want to see an early shot in this possession. I just don't want to see it. But Coach Bugs might be telling him to get the early shot up because he got opportunity to foul to get East Chicago to the line. Maybe they don't hit their free throws, and now we're going to try to extend the ball game. That might see the game that he's going to play. It's very possible you might see a very quick shot from West Side, so it leaves him some time to play the extended game on the back end. Little hack shot. Long inbound, Jay. Is this a good place for Westside right now? I tell you one thing. Westside has got to get this ball into the middle. Let's attack. He needs to attack this guy. Let's not play this one-on-one. Let's move. There's a lot of one-on-one basketball for Westside. Hitting with the big throw. Hitting again. Inside. That's a f- Oh, ball out of bounds. Ball out called out of bound by Westside. You got to come up. Don't you got to come up now? 25, 61, 63, by two. Now can Westside apply uh, the same they, type they of trend? They haven't done it all night. They haven't done it all night. I don't know if they can. I'm worried about the breakout coming to the basket. They're going to have to foul. They're going to have to foul. I don't like to put Wallace to the line. I would rather rather him try to put in, um, somebody else who hadn't been to the line all night. The boss, oh, they're not even in the penalty, are they? Oh, no, no. they're not in the penalty. Oh, this is not good. <laughs> Under 20 seconds left, down by two. We need to steal. Trapping, trapping, trapping. That ball, that ball's loose. And put back by Wallace. Put back by Wallace. That two-man game between Murphy and Wallace has been lethal for Westside. Murphy has been dominant in this ball game for East Chicago. Um, they won this many ball games because of this play by this gentleman. Right now, eight seconds left. Gary Westside, 61. East Chicago Central, 65. Jay, do you have an, a four-point play in don't, your bag? Don't, don't have one of those, um, but this has been an issue we talked about earlier in the game. If you leave a team there waiting and you don't put them away early, West Side should have been up by 15. They could have they withstood this surge, but Murphy would not let East Chicago die. 
Right. He just wouldn't allow it, and he has been balling um, literally out of his mind. And he's been playing right now. You see the East Chicago crowd up and, and dancing right now in in the uh, in the West Side Arena. And uh, with eight seconds left, now he's down only by four. The issues right now is how are, how is West Side going to figure out how to get this ball game, get this ball? Because uh, I don't know if this ball gets inbounded and they don't turn this over, this is going to be it. Hitting with the ball, coming up. Why is he, why are we passing? We just need to shoot this thing. And that's the uh, end of the ball game. Well, what started off as a promising win has turned into an agonizing defeat as Gary Westside falls to East Chicago Central, 65-61 here at Gary Westside on Alumni Day. This has been a, like outside, Jay, a misty day with a lot of questions to be asked and not many answers to be given by what we saw from Westside as they are coming off the court right now. Well, what happened with Westside? Like I said, I think it's just a young ball club that got sped up by a team that's used to winning. And uh, Westside will get there, but that trap from East Chicago, I tell you, that trap from East Chicago was something that Westside just couldn't deal with. Mm -hmm. And um, they turned the ball over on a regular basis, and – that is a recipe for disaster right there, and that's what happened. It was disastrous. One of the things that we talked about throughout the broadcast, we continued to say it, we kept saying that Westside should and has to put this game away. They have to do everything in their power to make sure that they close out. So, Jay, we've got just a few more minutes. We've probably got about 13 more minutes where we're just looking back and reflecting over the game and what's happened and what's taken place before we send it back to the station, what were your thoughts as we look at this game? Can you see anything that Coach Bugs going into the locker room with the boys, is there anything that he can tell them that was encouraging or something that they can hang their hat on from this game? Well, let's look at it from this standpoint. You're looking at a ball club that has to learn to win these close games. This is one of their first big tests. Look at the crowd going out of here. I tell you, this is a big, huge crowd going out the door right now. Both sides were filled. East Chicago, West Side, one of these games full of pressure. They got hit with that full-court pressure. They just weren't ready for it. And they start falling into the same pattern. East Chicago was just forcing them to throw that ball back across the middle. We knew that was a recipe for disaster. We talked about it earlier when we saw it. And that's what came to bite them now. You see this is a ball club with a bunch of juniors and and sophomores on here. So you look at a ball club that's going to learn. This is a – is there anything like a good loss? I don't know if there is. But I want to say this is one because before you learn to win, you have to be in these tough ball games. And there's a reason why East Chicago has been able to win like they have, and that's because of that young man, number 23, Murphy. Between, again, it's one of those things we looked at. We talked about it all game. They were not able to corral Dominique Murphy or Wallace just, again, having their way with them, being able to cut, get to the basket, make timely shots, getting rebounds. And then one of the things was deep penetration by East Chicago, by their guards, really caused havoc at the end of the game and offset Coach Bug's game plan. 
Well, also, too, you saw when any time that Westside tried to extend, um, that you saw that backdoor cut coming off the curl. And that's something Westside has to learn how to defend. But what, what I'm satisfied about, I think Westside is going to mature even more. And so now we're looking at a situation with Westside that as they go down into the tournament, you might see a team grow up really fast and could advance. This is a good ball club Westside has. They were just against a team that's used to winning. Again, as you said earlier, I'm not the one who will say that it, there's a good win and a loss, but this is a teachable moment for Westside where they understand where they have to get better and stronger as they keep going. And as you said, Jay, as they power through the region, they've got to be able to take this kind of game, look at it, analyze it, and then be able to make adjustments on the fly from this game. Yeah, and that's it. And so, again, here from Gary Westside Leadership Academy, another great game at Northwest Indiana. Uh, great Friday night basketball. Couldn't ask for a better game. Going back and forth, great basketball player. Great scholarship going on out here. And just two fine ball clubs going head-to-head here. And what a great opportunity to be able to call a game like this. We don't get a chance to call games like this too often. And this is a lot of fun. Well, this is one of those things. East Chicago Central 14-4 and now. Gary Westside 11-3. and Game that both teams can bounce back from. I'm sure that they will see each other down the line. This is one of those games that we're getting ready to say, look, we were there when Gary Westside was making their run, making their surge. But, you know, as always, I have to say, you're listening to The Sizzle here on WGVE 88.7 FM. He's Jay Sizzle. I'm G Sizzle. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Gary Preps. And thank you again as we get ready to send it back to the studio.